Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 93. And today we're sitting with DPK David. David, what up, bro? What's going on, man? Dude, thank you for making the, the travel, man. I appreciate it. Bro, honestly, if I would have known it was that far, I probably wouldn't have come. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. It was nothing, dude. That, honestly, like, I don't get much time by myself. So if I can sit in a car by myself and just, like, go. Yeah. That, that wasn't even that long at all. And you brought the uh, VIP joint out. That's the daily, man. Hell yeah. I think people don't realize I literally drive that every day. Really? Yeah. Do you ever have any troubles with it? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) time. It wouldn't be a a show daily if you didn't, dude. No, I I wouldn't have been able to bring that car before. I just upped my tire size. So it doesn't look as good as I'd like. Yeah. But I can drive it all the way out here. I think I hit like four potholes on the way here that I was like, fuck, if I had my last tires, I'd be stranded right now. So what's the difference in size? It's a it's like sidewall height. It's like another uh-huh. inch oh. taller on the front oh, and the back. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. And I raised my ride height, got a new alignment. Like I'm probably at ride height, sitting two and a half inches higher than I used to. Yeah. So I was just like, car's sick, dude. Thanks. Man. I've always loved those, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell people I'm just buying the cars I liked in high school right that's really it that's pretty much all i'm doing right now yeah. it's because i was never cool in high school so i'm trying my hardest just to be cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i could fulfill that fantasy that's funny, that's funny. and i'm uh I- i'm getting off of uh christian's cool too because he's way cooler than i was yeah, yeah so i'm man. like hey dude tag me yeah. <laughs> tag yeah, me with that dude. kid you're gonna have to pretend that you were cooler than you are man dude he he's cool and he doesn't even know that's, that's cool, what i mean bro. though you know he's you gotta just, just He's the man, bro, and his mom is so worried when he starts dating, and I'm, oh. like, so excited for him, bro. I, I can hear it in her voice. Yeah, like, When she dude. talks about him, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, like, she's legit that mom that's like, no, this is my baby. Yeah, you know I mean? dude, yeah. But the good thing about him is that he has a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. So, like he's not gonna fall for just the, the, the dumb girl tricks. Right, right. You know, he's already gonna be up to that game yeah even before it starts getting to that it's cool too because i mean i don't know i don't know if it's just a different time but i feel like when i was his age like my mom was so much older she didn't get it yeah and i don't know if we're just in a different time or if we're younger or what it is but you get it yeah so whatever he's gonna run into you're gonna be able to just be like look let me talk to you about this let me coach you through it yeah whatever you know And, and and that's why i tell you i've told you before that I admire the relationship you two have. Thank you, bro. Because Thank you can sit down and talk to him where most, you know, most people are going to be like, I'm not going to talk to my dad about that. You yeah. Know? You're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is because I feel the same way, dude. When my parents were 34, they were fucking 54, bro. Right? They exactly. were so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it was because there wasn't that much stuff available to them back then that we have now mm-hmm. you know technology social media or whatever but it just seemed like they really didn't do much besides work and parent yeah a big a big thing for me growing up was always like my mom was always worried about what i was going to encounter in life and trying to have me avoid those things yeah you know? and i think that so for her it's like man you don't get it and it's like it wasn't that she didn't get it she just didn't want me to deal with stuff. You yeah. Know? Like like stuff like hip hop, being in the cars, things like that. It's like, oh, you're going to deal with people labeling you. You're going to deal with cops. You're going to do like, just stay away from that stuff. And yeah. I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I, I'm going to have to deal with it. You know? Yeah. And I think like, I don't know how it was in the time when they were our age, but in what they had to deal with. But I was like, I'm cool. Like, I'll deal with it. 
Yeah. Know? I feel yeah. bad for them because their time was whack, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To be fucking, yeah. you know, your mid twenties or thirties in the eighties and nineties, yeah, that's that's cool. But I'd yeah. rather be it right now, dude. Yeah, my thing's always been like, what was your drive? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got so much to work for now. What was your drive back then? Yeah, just you to know? take care of the family. Yeah, and you know, I salute them for. I salute my parents for doing what they had to do. Yeah. But I feel bad for them, bro, because they didn't have the the opportunities that we have. Now, yeah. even so you say about music, even if you wanted to be um, a rapper or something back in the day, you had to beat down the doors of the fucking uh, of the labels. Yeah. You know, please, please listen to. Now you now, put your dude, own track out. We can record a track right now. Yo, what up? Yeah, yeah. with David. We about to, about <laughs> we, to kick a We ride. can lay some bars right now. We'll lay some bars real quick. We'll go upload it. Put it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Put it on Instagram. And say, yo, you guys like my shit? And yeah, if. Yeah. If it pops from there, it does. But they didn't have those opportunities. There were so many gatekeepers back in the day that you had to ask question or ask permission to, you know. And I I see my parents having more fun now than they did when they were younger. Yeah, no, I tell my mom all the time. I'm like, look, enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Do whatever you got to do to enjoy yourself. Because my mom technically could have retired already. Yeah. Not that she's of age. She she worked for Verizon for 30-something years, and then she decided not to work for them anymore yeah and i think she was off for like six months and she's like i can't do this I'm yeah. Like, well, yeah that's because you're never you've never been the person to just sit around you know yeah so i tell her now she went back to work for a good company I'm nice like, that's cool but i'm like enjoy yourself you know you don't know how many years you have ahead of you so travel have spend time with your friends you know go have conversation yeah, do dude. that and she's enjoyed she's she's on a trip right now nice i didn't even know until she she like facetimed me i'm like wait where are you at you know <laughs> but it's cool because i'm like do that you need to do that you know what i mean yeah you worked hard your whole life now you don't have to provide for anyone so just do it have that freedom yeah. dude and that's what i think that they didn't have back in the day man yeah times were a lot harder yeah but um damn before we even get into it dude tell us a little about who you are and what you do and how you got your name <laughs> uh that's a hard one to answer you don't have to go super deep because we're gonna go deep in this we'll touch on everything um uh i built a honda (laughs) i built a honda met some people and now i work for rywire that's really the the main thing i think and you got a couple other interesting things going on too you just started the uh, podcast i did yeah yeah i like uh it's funny you, you made a you touched on it a little bit I'm a quiet dude, but I like to talk. Yeah. And I think that uh, for the to, for the average person, I'm not really going to say much. If I have the right setting, if we can sit down, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. So I'm just trying to open the door to that. Nice. You know, have more conversation with people. Now, do you feel like uh, you want to do this for your personal growth to help you get it out of like maybe some uncomfortable things that you have going on where you're not really yeah having those conversations um personal growth for me for sure is um i'm trying to be able to talk about things in general i'm I'm someone who's just like uh i'm kind of like uh like a bruno right where i'm just like i'll get mad about stuff and i'm like fuck you you know like try to find my way through things yeah and i think there's always a better way there's always a smarter way uh, and I'm doing it for knowledge. Yeah. You know, I've always liked to gain knowledge. And when you talk to people, that's all you do is gain knowledge. So that's kind of why I'm doing it. That's dope, man. And when you post it up that you're going to start the podcast, I was super stoked, man. Because in this in this podcast realm, 
especially in our uh, in our community, there's not really that many people doing it. And I think a lot of people would benefit for if there was more people doing it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still in that um, in that phase where people are like, "Oh man, really? All these dudes are doing podcasts." And yeah. I, I hope that it'll become a point where it's like, "Man, we got all these people doing podcasts, and it's great." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it definitely. Uh, I, I feel it. Like when you were posting up about the podcast. So let's go. It's a open perspective. Yeah. That's the name of the podcast, mm-hmm. guys. If you're listening right now, pause this. Go to Instagram. Follow the Open Perspective. And uh, make sure you show him some love. But when I saw you post that up, I read the uh, the story that you posted on mm-hmm. it. And um, there is a lot of people, but it's just like anything, dude. The, the ones that are there for the real reasons and the ones that are taking it seriously, those are going to be the ones that remain. And you yeah. kind of uh, related it to like 24-hour fitness when it's the beginning of the year and the, the gym is yeah. filled. Like by March, it's not like that anymore. Right, right. You know? um and if the people aren't taking it seriously it's it's very easy to tell and yeah. the, the the easy things to tell for me you know being somebody that it, i'm trying to take this as seriously as possible you know we have it scheduled the equipment that we have mm-hmm. the consistency the um the how we're trying to provide the best content at all time you know right reaching out to these people that maybe that I know would be interesting guests, but maybe other people wouldn't think they're interesting guests and making the highlighting them as an interesting person. You know, those yeah, are those definitely. are my things that I'm going for. And then you'll see some podcasts that really don't focus on those kind of things. And yeah, that's gonna it's gonna dwindle away and uh, the the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. You know? Just like in cars. It, it's perfect, man. Like um your your drive with the podcast i see it you thank know? you man you, thank you you honestly don't have to have this podcast for yeah your business you know what i'm saying i think you're doing it for the community you're doing it for yourself you're doing it to meet people in a whether you know them already to really get to know them yeah you know what i'm saying when you asked me to come on here i was kind of like man i don't know how that is for your listeners cause yeah to to them i'm just a guy with a civic you know what i mean so that's why I was like, oh, all right, if you if you think so. Yeah, you know, no, cool. but I know that there's there's a lot more to you. And we've had conversations in the past that make me think that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, one person that really did bring you up, well, actually two people, uh, when Joey was here. Mm-hmm. And Joey was one of those guests that a lot of people really, I mean, they'll, they'll read his opinions, but mm-hmm. they've never really heard him talk or heard where those opinions actually come from and where those things kind of stem from, you know? Right. So um, even having a conversation with Joey, like I didn't even think that we were going to be able to get that in depth because we don't have that long conversations all yeah. the time. But that episode is still number one right now. I look forward Rocking. to that one because I knew that you guys would talk about stuff you didn't normally talk yeah, about. Yeah, and it was perfect, dude. And, da- and I asked him and he's like, dude, you should get David on here. And I'm like, all right, cool. And that's kind of what planted the seed. That's cool. And then uh, Steve from HMO, <laughs> yeah. him too. He yeah, said, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then, well, we've been talking about getting you in here. But yeah, once yeah. I seen you post the podcast up, I'm like, dude, we got to get in here and talk yeah. about it. The timing was perfect. And, th- and then I was like, I think you, I even talked to Ryan. I was like, oh, I might be going uh, on Frank's podcast this weekend, but I'm not sure because I know he's busy and yeah. stuff like that. And then just casually through text, you're like, what's up? You still want to do it? And I was like, yeah, like this is my only free weekend. So I kind of left it free. You yeah. Know? So that's perfect. I remember you were, um, you said that this weekend and I had something else. I had a wedding yeah. yesterday. Yeah. 
but then we didn't have much going on today we were just gonna christian had a game earlier today and then um he scored a goal shout out to c2 yeah (laughs) um and then they're just gonna be at the pad chilling and uh cleaning up and stuff that's usually what our sundays consist of and i get it i know how it is when you have a family like sundays are the day you don't really want to have to go do stuff yeah but doing this like it doesn't bother me at all i love podcasts yeah that's That's what i think that's why these come off so so natural and organic is because i really enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a a job to me right every chance i get i'm like fuck it let's pod let's pod let's pod you know i think i have a podcast tomorrow and a few more during this week and we're already ahead you're wild man and then we're going to um grid life on thursday from thursday to monday oh hopefully i'm gonna get some out there too oh shit but uh so let's dive a little more into the podcast dude what do you um let's let's talk about who you have involved in it your kind of idea for it and where you see it going where where you would like to see it go in the future the 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 idea of the podcast started i was talking to my buddy john from uh, VIP Style Cars. He and I are both on tour together uh, with Weekfest. Gotcha. And so we talk a lot, and I was just... he He's he's had a few podcasts. He's been on podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When, and those guys would share, like, the podcast that they, they would want you to listen to, right? They're yeah. like, hey, check this podcast out. Check this podcast out. And I was kind of like, dude, I don't even do podcasts. Like, I don't listen to them. Yeah. So then I started listening to podcasts, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like, the thing... The first thing I liked about podcasts is that it's like you can think that you know someone whether it be your favorite actor rapper uh person in the car scene whatever it may be and you think you know them and then you hear this podcast and you learn so much more about them and you're like dang i would have never known any of that stuff yeah if it wasn't for that podcast so i was talking to john and i was like dude i love the fact that podcasts open up the door it just opens everything everything's out on the table you just talk about whatever you want whether it's something important or not it's a good conversation and he was like, yeah, that's my favorite thing about podcasts. And then I noticed when I was on, I don't remember who's, I want to say maybe Joey's podcast. Uh-huh. I started talking about certain things and then I would learn stuff about myself that I, I'd i never thought about until it came out of my mouth. And I was like, dude, I never even thought about that. But the fact that it came out of my mouth, now I'm thinking about it, you know? Or, so what was like an example of that? Can you think of anything? Not off the top of my head, really. Just stuff that I didn't realize I, w- I was so opinionated on got you got you, you know okay. what i'm saying and then i was like through conversation you realize the things that really matter to you you know and so i had said to john like man i kind of want to start a podcast and he was like you should and then i was like i don't know I-, I feel like who am i to start a podcast why is anyone going to listen to it you know and in that sense not that i i'm doing it for the listeners but why even share it you mm-hmm. know i can just have a coffee session with these people and talk about stuff and we'll get the same conversation why even record it you know yeah and then john's like you never know who's listening you know he's like just might as well just record it you never know who's gonna hear it maybe they'll get something out of it yeah so i was like all right like two years went by since we had that conversation no shit yeah. and i was because i was just like ah, i don't know man he's like dude you, you should do it. you should do it you've been talking about it you should really do it and then I was just like, oh, we'll see what's up. I had no choice but to do it because he was like, I'll take care of all the like technical side yeah. of it for you. He's like, I'll record it for you. I'll upload it for you. I'll host it for you. Like, oh, wow. Pretty much everything. And then I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah, I want to see you do this podcast. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. I'll do the podcast. You got to be on it with me. And he was like, what? 
I was like, you got to be on it with me. I'm like, the whole thing that makes me want a podcast, we have good conversation. And then he's someone, that dude, you can put him in the room with anyone. He'll talk to them. Nice. It doesn't matter who it is. He'll be able to have a conversation about him. He'll relate. Um, and I tell people, I don't know if he wants to put it out there, but I tell people that he's the guy that can relate to the the street thug and the business suit at the same time. Those are the best people, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I need you on that podcast. If you come on it with me, then I'll do it. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll do it. I think a few months still went by. A whole month and a half went by from the day that we set everything up and we're like, cool, I can record. Yeah. Till we actually said, all right, let's do this first podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I've, I've hit speed bumps on the way. Uh, Apple was having some kind of, I don't know what was going on, but when we submitted the podcast to Apple and we were trying to upload it, it wouldn't upload. They were having some kind of technical issue where mm-hmm. just stuff would not upload. So it created this backlog of like two weeks. And now the podcast is in um, review. Oh, and it's gotcha, been in review okay. for almost two weeks. Really? So I was like, you know what, dude? Let me just put this first episode on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, hell and yeah. And we'll go from there. And then he's just like, all right, it'll 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 go on Apple, you know, eventually. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's fine. You know what? Um, the lesson that I learned, because uh, people kept saying, is it on Spotify? Is it on Spotify? I'm like, no, dude. Like, I don't want to have it on everything, you know? Mm-hmm. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. But finally, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Let me put it on, on Spotify. Literally took me five minutes really? to do it five minutes bro you copy the rss feed you post it in here you you answer a couple questions and that's it they approved it it was probably like that same day wow yeah and i had i had the same thing happen with uh with itunes it took a lot longer and i was really intimidated by it and like oh shit i don't know you know because i just i always thought that podcasting was more than than it than it is yeah yeah but then when I did it with Spotify, do was so quick. So you guys should. I'll show you after this how I did it. Yeah, I want to do Spot. That was and, one thing I was going to talk to you about while I was here. Yeah, and it is so easy, dude. You know, yeah. but I, I feel like uh, SoundCloud is the best, the best hub to That's be. That's what on. Joey was telling me. He's like, dude, if you got it on SoundCloud, put it out already. Yeah, and I was like, really? I'm like, it's kind of backlogging my stuff because I already recorded the first. The, that was my introduction. I mm-hmm. already recorded the first episode. Yeah, and now it's kind of pushing it too far out. You know. He's like, it's on SoundCloud, put yeah. it out. Because yeah. SoundCloud, that's why I always post up the SoundCloud link, because as soon as I let it go, it's out there. Right. It still takes maybe an hour or so to get on iTunes. Yeah, that's for, what John For saying. SoundCloud to send it, and then for iTunes to update their feed or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people think that like that's the main platform, but really, you can put it anywhere yeah so yeah that's dope dude and i'm super glad that you ended up doing it i've been i've gotten discouraged like the whole way through um like i was telling you the there was some going on with the internet or whatever and and so even in the first episode there's some stuff the second episode that no one's even heard yet it's gonna get pretty bad Mm -hmm. um i realized that me and john have different mics so the pickup is different you know, I was standing way back here on my mic. Yeah. Where John is standing how we are right here. Yeah. So we sound completely different. It sounds like he's in a studio and I'm on the phone. That's what it did sound like. Yeah. And that's why I asked you that. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, those are learning lessons. I want to get those out of the way, hopefully. But hopefully people still listen, even though it doesn't sound the best. Oh, anymore. definitely, dude. There's still other podcasts I know that do that kind of stuff. And that's what's going to be attractive about the growth of it. 
because you know, people right. when when you get to your episode 100 or whatever mm-hmm. people can go back and say and you can even go back and look at your first episode and it's like damn we came far from there right. you know i i thought about even trashing this first episode really yeah and i like hit up i hit up john and then i asked i actually asked joey because you know joey he'll tell you straight up yeah you know i mean i was like yo i need you to just tell me straight up on something he's like what i'm like should i trash this just listen to like the first five minutes and he's like, what do you care more about, the quality or what you're talking about? And I was like, what I'm talking about. He's like, then don't trash it. Yeah. And John was like, we could re-record it if you want. And I'm like, you can never have the same conversation twice. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And there's not really a point if that's the case. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's like, well, then it's up to you. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to put it out. If it, if it doesn't sound good, if it was me listening, I might be like, oh, I don't want to hear this anymore. It doesn't sound good. But I, I'm, I'm still going to come back for the next episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whatever i just put it out we'll see that'll drop this week nice so what kind of uh schedule are you looking to have um i was trying to do every other week probably but i don't know it seems like it might actually wind up being weekly yeah just based off of like how it's already going so we'll see uh i'm trying to i don't want to cut the podcast off in the sense that if there's good conversation there's good conversation but i might split it up into different episodes gotcha. so like like if we went three hours this would probably be two parts gotcha part one and part two just to split it up you know so what's your motivation behind that splitting it up yeah um i don't want people to get lost in the second half you know i want that attention in that first hour that you gave it when you sat down and you started listening to it I want you to be giving the same attention on the third. Yeah. Hour. And maybe your ride to work ended already or your ride home or whatever it may be that you decided to turn it off. And then maybe you're not going to go back and play yeah. it again. But if I split up into two parts and it's like a fresh new thing and you'll have that same attention. I got you, bro. I feel you on that. And that could work for it depends on the demographic that's going to be listening mm-hmm. to the show. But um, like we just some of them will be an hour and a half. Some will be three hours yeah. won't be even longer you know and uh, when i first started i did like a question on instagram i said what kind of podcast do you guys prefer from an hour or two hours plus and then a lot of people were for the longer form conversation really? yeah so that was at first that's how i started off because i was in the same boat well do i keep it around an hour or do i just do long form and then myself, like I have, uh, let's say the Joe Budden podcast, mm-hmm. they do two episodes a week and each episode is over two hours. And even right. if it takes me a day or so to finish it, like before you came, I was just listening to one that just came out yesterday Got it. and it's like, I'm just going to go back to it because of that of the conversation, you know, That's good. so, uh, I'm not saying that don't do it like that, but just take it into consideration, uh, the kind of, uh, people that you're going to be having listening to it because yeah. there's guys that do have podcasts that are really strict with like okay we're going to stick it around this time mm-hmm. and dude if you sit me down with somebody for just an hour we're just like spe- speeding you're through shit. The conversation yeah dude and there's um like we just i just reposted it today of a throwback one that we did with that um ex pro skater mikey mm-hmm. taylor yeah and uh it was my fault dude before we before he actually got here and when we scheduled everything i didn't ask him how much time he had Uh, so when he sat down i was like all right cool and then it came to my head like ask him how much time he has this is a busy guy right and he's like oh okay i got about an hour i'm like oh shit dude so 
the half the things I wanted to ask him went out the to. window, you know, Sweet. and the things that I did ask him, I had to keep moving forward because I knew that I only had so much time. And then that's just making me nervous because I'm right. just thinking, I'm thinking more about time than more about the conversation. Right. Rather than an episode like this, when we really don't have a time limit, we'll finish this and look down and be like, oh, shit, it's been six hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> you know, I told John, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes with our growth. You know, um, if I feel like people are still intrigued by it, then maybe we'll just run it. You know, I, I, that's kind of his side of things. Yeah. He can make the call on that and say, you know what, let's just run it the full episode. Let's not split it up. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, we're just going to see how it goes yeah. from here on out, you know? Um, yeah. It's so new to me. The whole podcasting in general is new to me. Like, only the Joe Budden uh, podcast and Dramas podcast is, like, really all I ever listened nice. to. Nice. Those are you good know, ones, so, dude. Yeah. And then now I'm finding out that all these people that I I like or whose opinions matter to me have podcasts. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. So, lately, like, I'm like, I don't even listen to music anymore. Hell, I yeah. podcasts, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's um, cool. In the uh, hip hop space, Joe Budden definitely number one podcast. That's cool. Um, one that you might want to check out is uh, Drink Champs. Have you checked that out? Before? I haven't, but I definitely want yeah, to. Yeah, Drink Champs is cool, but for me, it's too many people talking and too much interruptions. Yeah, because this guy will be saying like, "Oh yeah, so my my boy is dead on the floor," and Nori will be like, "Hold on, hold on, was he dead in front of that fried chicken place?" That's the I'm like, Nori, shut the fuck up, dog. Let yeah, him. so so the idea of drinking because you open up is cool, but then sometimes you drink too much. Now you're just fucking <laughs> yeah. belligerent, right? And that's what happens on that. And shit, that's what happened in, on this pod yeah. in the beginning, dude. Like some of the early episodes because we were in the garage smoking, oh, yeah. having yeah. a good time. Dude, there's one that me and RC did, bro, and you listen to that, and I'm like, yo, RC, shut the fuck up. I fucking love you. (laughs) Dude, honestly, if I was smoking on a podcast, that shit would just, like, wander for sure. We'd be talking about the dumbest shit. I'd probably repeat myself again. Like, when I smoke, I'm wild, dude. Hell yeah, dude. It's crazy. I know. Me too. Ask Ryan, bro. Yeah. He always sees me and trips out. But um, yeah, dude, it's tight. And like I said before, we even started the episode. I still like I, I feel still like I'm learning. Yeah, you know. And this is we're almost close to episode 100. So I say, give me 50 more, and hopefully we'll be able to roll a That's little good, better. Man. But you can you can never stop growing. You know what I mean? Definitely. I don't care who you are in this world. Like you can't stop growing. You can't stop learning. You don't know everything. Yet, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. The podcast will help you grow doing, you know, the practice of doing them will help you grow. So that's, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. I, I think like, how can you knock that? You know what I mean? Wait, like you just got to keep riding along to see the growth. Yeah. Especially putting yourself in an uncomfortable position, mm-hmm. you know, it's super uncomfortable, especially like having guests that I'm not really that familiar with. Like oh, we bet. just, I just sat down with uh, Ryan Novak and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, although I do know him from cars and him getting product from us and things like that, I never even had a sit down conversation with him before. Yeah. Very surface, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he came in and dude, great combo that's going to drop tomorrow. It was like three hours and we're just talking about the craziest shit ever. I'm excited about that one, man, because I definitely appreciate people who don't normally open up getting them to open up and listen to what they had to say yeah and i think that that's one skill that i'm trying to hone in on too is Mm -hmm. to just 
get people to realize that like yo you could let that wall down even mm-hmm. if it's in this little area mm-hmm. right here you know nobody else is around doesn't matter the camera's on the yeah. mics are on you know i think the pressure of podcast comes from and this is what i told uh the guest that i had on it's almost like a freestyle rap yeah you have it in your head but you want to make sure the delivery is right yeah so then you're sitting here in the podcast and you're like i know what i'm trying to say but i want i'm trying to get the words out of my mouth to say it properly you know what i'm saying yeah so then that's where all of a sudden this anxiousness comes from because you're like shit give me a second like i'm trying to tell you this you know and so you got to you know tell people like don't worry about it or if you fumble on your words just let it ride you know yeah we're all people that's where the smoking came into play dude and i was for a few episodes i was using it as a crutch oh i bet you know let me smoke real quick before we start and granted it wasn't any anybody that it would be unprofessional with you know friends or uh cousins or things like that but still man when when we brought the podcast studio to the shop mm-hmm. i think it was episode like 61 or so that it just took it to a to- totally different level yeah i haven't cool. smoked on here once and the reasoning for that is being that i don't want it to be a crutch mm-hmm. you know and i'm still trying to to perfect the way that i ask questions and just like you're saying dude i know what i'm trying to ask in my head right but it, it's like a freestyle, bro. I have to make sure I put the sentence together where it sounds, you know, somewhat intelligent, where it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes I catch myself. Ash even brought it up. She says, "Oh, you, you stutter a lot," and people probably think I have a stutter. <laughs> dude. Normally you don't. Right? Normally yeah, I yeah. don't, but I'm just trying to think of the the right word to say. Yeah. I noticed that for me, like my voice will get shaky. Yeah, and then and then once I realize it's shaky, I'm like, why is my voice shaky? Yeah. So then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, nah, it's like, man, eh, just whatever. Yeah, dude, I think your pod's gonna be really good, man. Thanks, so, man. um, tell me a little bit about John. How did you guys ever link up? How'd you meet him? So, John, um, I've always liked VIP style cars, and it's funny because uh, I was having a conversation with my buddies, and they're like, the like people are afraid to say who they look up to you know what i'm saying it's almost like they they don't want to like give people credit right yeah and then especially if it's someone who's in your circle mm-hmm. or a friend of yours you're like no nah, i don't i don't want him to know that i, I feel that way about yeah. him right so I, i've always been in the vip cars i know i did the honda thing but i've always been in the vip cars and from my point of view john was the reason why we had vip cars you know? oh wow him and him and freddie from auto fashion and, uh-huh. and those are two people who are great friends of mine now but back in the day they were like these they were these people in the car scene that i was just like oh man that's john from vip style cars and that's freddie from auto fashion you know yeah. like they were shout out to freddie yeah for sure they, they were they were a big deal you know what i'm saying and um i don't know how it happened to be honest with you but it got to the point where i'd see them around and we just kind of became homies and uh both those dudes, um, um, like I said, I was always cool with. Um, but over the years, it's just gotten stronger. And then with John, um, he was on the Weekfest tour mm-hmm. when I joined the Weekfest tour. And uh, slowly, I don't, I don't know how many trips it was, but we became roommates. So like, when we go on Weekfest tour, oh, okay, got you. You either have your own room or you can share a room with someone. And and me and John are, are easy. You know, we don't want to like create too much work for anybody so it's like dude we could just share a room you mm-hmm. know so that's how it started and then it was cool so i was like john you want to share a room again he's like yeah i'm down we'll share a room again so then we just talked a lot and we became pretty tight you know and he's one of my closest friends now 
And so then it, the whole podcast thing came up, like I said, and it just was went on from there. Nice. But it's like, sometimes I forget. And I'll tell John, he thinks I'm just trying to like bust his balls. But I'm like, dude, you you were like the guy, you know? And yeah. now we're homies and we have a podcast together. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's like that. There's a lot of people in this car scene that to me were just like, oh shit, that's so-and-so. And he's got this car. Yeah. He's done these things, yeah. you know? And then now we're like super tight. You yeah. Know? Hell yeah, dude. That's so dope that, you know what, um, I'm not sure if I've ever met him before. John? I probably have. You know? I know you've seen him and you've probably been like, Frank, this is John. John, this is yeah. Frank. You know of each other just from like social media standpoints. But yeah. Yeah. And John's like that. He'll never be like, oh, I'm John from VIP Style Cars. Gotcha. He's just John. Yeah. Know? Looking forward to having a combo with him in the future, though. Yeah, that would man, be dope. Sure. But um, it sounds like a dope cat already just for pushing you to start something that yeah. maybe you're reluctant with or not. You know, it's it's always good to have that extra push from yeah, he, a friend. He's definitely a supportive friend. Uh, I always talk shit to him, too, because I'm like, unfortunately, you've been the supportive friend to friends that didn't deserve it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't think that he's ever been willing to admit that. But I think the friends that he has around him now, he definitely gets the value in the friendships that he has and he definitely feels the the same love from those friends that he's given out you know yeah like when you have good friends for me you have to get out what you're putting in Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i treat friendships like relationships like i'm not trying to sound like like all my friends are my boyfriends or some shit like that that. you know what i mean i feel you i'm not trying to take it that far but it's like I don't have I don't have fake friends. You know what I mean? There's no point in it. Yeah. You know, I'm you can know a lot of people, you can be cool with them, but if you're gonna sit here and, and really have someone be your, your homie and, and root for them, then it you know, you gotta give them your all. You gotta be that person they can count on. Yeah. You know? And I think that just came from just having shitty friends or, or, or friends that weren't willing to put in what I was putting in, you know? Yeah. So it was just one of those things like I don't need friends, to be honest with you, I don't yeah so if i'm gonna have friends i want to have good friends you know what i'm saying yeah that's actually something that i've been touching on a lot especially this last past year you know dealing Mm -hmm. with a lot of friends that actually showed their true colors you know close Mm -hmm. close friends and you know business acquaintances people that i've known for shit 10 years since i've been in this community you know you see how fluid their feeling is towards Mm -hmm. you when you know the the people are looking down on you people are talking shit about you, you kind of see who's really around you right right you know i mean that's just for me growing up you know like i've always been one of those dudes like i'm a writer you know what i'm saying so like if shit goes down i'm gonna be there yeah and if i can't count on the same thing from you then you can't ride on my team yeah you know like just is that's pretty much how it is it's just like you know it, it before it was more childish sure yeah but it's still the same the same the whole same story you know yeah now i'm a family man i have a wife kids it's different you know but i don't want people who aren't my true friends around my family yeah before i was more worried about you know like i said kid shit you got my back because i got your back you know it's a little different now but it's still the same mentality you know yeah you're definitely a writer bro i remember when you had my back that one time at sema <laughs> i was like i wonder I, if frank will bring up the whole sema thing i've still never talked about that situation and i don't want it to because i think that um <laughs> that person still might find out <laughs> um, but that, that was <laughs> that was funny dude i'm trying to think how to bring this up i don't know if there's any way to bring it up but shout out to utah <laughs> <laughs> i can bring it up anyway so mm-hmm. um and this is part of the growth yeah. you know what i'm saying 
whatever the situation may be, you found yourself in a situation and whether it was the best way to handle it or not. Yeah. I was like, I got your back, bro. Like, let me know. You know, I'm, I'm here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like I said, I've always been that guy. We'll deal with it afterwards if it was the smart way or not. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and and the growth part is that hopefully I'll get to a point where I can, I, mean, I know that it's the smart way. I know I'm handling it the right way. But either way, I still got my homies' backs and I hope they have my back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And after that, man, it kind of gave me a different way of looking at you and Utah, you know, mm. and everybody that was, the few guys that were there is just like, yeah, we may be car acquaintances, but this wasn't a car situation. This was mm-hmm. like some real shit. And you guys just didn't be like, oh, all right, well, we'll see you. Nah, man, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't raised that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't grow up like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I heard, I mean, I learned the hard way what it is to not have people that would really be there to have your back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you think like, in that situation, you didn't, you weren't assuming I'd have your back, I'm sure. Yeah. But imagine if you did, and I was like, all right, Frank, I'll see you later, bro. You yeah, that I mean? would have made me feel definitely a certain way. And I've been in those situations, you know? So that's why I feel like you have to really choose who you keep around you. You know, hopefully it's not for those types of situations, but for anything in life and business and whatever you may do, you just need to know you have the support from those people around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you touched a little bit on how you were raised. So let's touch on that a little bit. Can you okay. tell us like about your early life? Hmm. So I, I tell people all the time that I've, I've grown up like all over Southern California. I moved a lot. My mom, I grew up with my mom and my dad originally at about, my dad was kind of like a shitty father at seven years old. My mom and dad got divorced. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my father wasn't really in my life. Um, Mom, so for that reason, my mom's always worked a lot. She's always, we've moved a lot because anytime, my mom's a hustler, dude. So anytime uh, there was opportunity for growth, whether it be a promotion, um, a change and whatever that she can grow from it, whether it be financially or just, you know, in, mentally, she would go for it. Yeah. Even if that meant moving all over the place. And I, she's always been that person that was like, oh, how do you feel about this? And me, I've always been like, whatever you got to do, you know? I'm originally from San Fernando Valley. Oh, okay. So I lived all over the valley. From the valley, I actually came out this way. I used to live in Newberry Park. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I lived in Newberry Park. Lived in Thousand Oaks for like a summer, I think. Wow. So I've been like all over. Lived in San Diego County. Damn. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, where'd you grow up? It's like, uh, I've been all over SoCal. Damn, that is like all of SoCal. (laughs) Shit. And it's crazy because I've been all, all different places, you know? And it's just one of those things. Uh, cars has always been a thing in my life. Always. Like, I love cars. Yeah. Since a kid. I mean, my mom tells me I was like four years old naming every car on the street. Wow. You know? That's dope. And, and, and distinctively, like, if she was like, you know, someone was talking about something, I would I would talk about the red Toyota pickup. Uh-huh. And then I got to the point where it was like the 1987 red Toyota pickup. Like, I used to always tell people if there was a crime scene in a getaway car, I'm the guy you want to ask. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll tell you everything to the little T. It had these wheels, this exhaust, you know, like yeah. in the second that I saw it, you know. Yeah. So cars has always been my thing. Uh, my love for cars actually started with lowriders. Yeah, hell yeah. I lived in uh, Mission Hills in the, the San Fernando Mission over mm-hmm. there. Uh, my uncle lived right around the corner, like literally walking distance from. And we'd go to his house on the weekends. Well, he used to have the Sunday night cruises. 
Oh, nice. So then I'd always be like, oh, man, look at the lowriders. And my mom would be like, all right, let's drive around the mission so you can see them. And that was like a weekly thing for me. So I just was like in love. Like lowriders was From my low thing. Lowriders. Yeah, Dope, man. dude. I honestly think I'd be a lowrider guy today if it wasn't for my mom. Really? Yeah. Like I told you before, it's the whole labeling thing. You know, yeah. my mom just always was like, I don't want you to be a gangster. I don't want you to look like a gangster i don't want you to anyone to think you're a gangster like you deal with the law cops any of that stuff you know so like when i got to the age i mean even back when i was younger and i used to work on bikes yeah i had a dirt bike and then i had a lowrider bike and then i remember like when christmas would come around and stuff like that my mom would be like what do you want for christmas and i'm like oh i want a bike from my apart from my lowrider bike she'd be like no hmm. and i'm like for real she was like i don't even want you to have that bike the only reason why I had it is because anytime I had opportunity to make money, that's what I would go spend the money on, yeah. you know? But when it came from my mom, if it was like, oh, what do you want? Like, I could be like, oh, I want a new spring fork for my lowrider. She'd say no. Yeah. All right. Well, I want new handlebars for my BMX bike. She'd be like, all right. Hmm. Because nobody was labeling the BMX kids as bad kids. Got you. Especially not like any of the places that I live because all the white kids did that. Yeah. Lowrider bikes automatically, you're a Hispanic thug. So, like, that was my thing. Once I got old enough to drive, same thing. My very first car, my mom gave me a loan. Yeah. That's how I got my car. She's like, I'll buy you a car. It has to be under $3,000. You have to pay it off. All right, cool. I wanted, a, you know, like a 95, 96 Impala. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted because I knew I couldn't deal with a lowrider because, you know, this needs to be something I drive every day and I don't know how to wrench yet. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I was like, I want a 96 Impala. That's the car. And my mom was like, nope. I even went to go test drive one, look at it and everything. And then I was like, I want this. And then she was just like, well, first of all, you got to be able to get it for $3,000, right? So back then I was like, you know what? What if I get a Caprice? Yeah. They're cheaper. <laughs> and then I can turn it into that Impala. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanted to buy a Caprice. And she was like, nah. And yeah. I was just like, damn, dude. So my very first car was a black Nissan Maxima. My mom didn't know in all the ghetto movies, they always drove a black Nissan Maxima. Yeah. But for me, I was like, yo, that's the shit still. You know what I mean? So that's what I had. What movie was that? Like Boys in the Hood or something? I, I, I remember I, I that can was... never remember if it's Boys in the Hood or Menace Society, but one of them was a black Nissan Maxima. I think it was probably Menace. Well, yeah. I always yeah. mix the two up until I sit no, down No, but you're right it. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't know. She was just like, oh, he wants a four-door. Yeah. You know? And that was the thing. So before we go any further... Did your mom have a lot of experience with when she was growing up with that kind of Hispanic culture being looked at as negative, low riders, gangs, and that kind of stuff? So I don't know the gist of the whole gang side of things. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't really gotten that far with her yet. We do talk a lot about stuff in her life now that I'm older. But I do know my mom's Puerto Rican. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny because anybody that knows me knows that I love being Puerto Rican. Yeah. You know? My grandfather, my, the way my mom was raised, my grandfather used to tell my mom, we're not Puerto Rican, we're American. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. When people ask you, you're American. Gotcha. That's all you have to worry about. And the reason why is that he dealt with a lot of shit in the military. He joined the military from Puerto Rico. He didn't come to the States until he was in the military. And I guess, you know, even being in the military, he still dealt with a lot of bullshit. And my grandfather talked with an accent. You know, he spoke English, but he had that thick accent. Yeah. And so his thing to my mom was always like, we're American, be as American as you can be. And I think that part of that translated over to my mom. 
she was definitely proud of being Puerto Rican. And my mom spoke fluent Spanish and knew the culture. But I think that she still knew that importance to just be able to be as American as possible. Yeah. And so like even when I was a kid, if I said anything wrong or with an accent, she'd correct me. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't you can't say things like that. Like you have to make sure that you're clear on how you speak English. And then same thing when, you know, the car stuff like that was just her thing. She didn't want me to be labeled. You know, she didn't want people to know what I was just on first glance. Yeah. You got know? you. You can't label me as this Puerto Rican guy. You can't label me as a gangster. You can't label me from the the sound of my voice, the way that I talk. And that was her thing. And as strong as she was about that, I still dealt with cops and all that bullshit growing up. And so I wonder if she didn't harp on that so hard, would I be worse off than I was? You hmm. know what I mean? Because like, dude, I, I, I mean... I've never been to jail, thankfully. That's about... I've done everything but go to jail. Yeah. And I've done things that I could have gone to jail for. Thankfully, like, I, you know, my mom was smart and I had ways to get out of it. But, yeah. you know, like, I was 13 with a... No, probably 12 with a lawyer on retainer. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom was just like, you're gonna, you're definitely going to deal with shit that I don't want you to go to jail for, you know? Yeah. And it was just Fuck. one of those things, you know? Yeah. And that's why I tell people, like the car stuff is cool when people take stuff too seriously and try to act all hard over some car shit or some car beef i'm like dude come on man this is not there's nothing to have beef over you know what i'm saying like this is the good side of things this this is the thing that you enjoy yourself this is the escape from drama yeah you know what i mean yeah definitely and and i just look at it that way you know uh, a lot of people ask me how I got so deep into cars and why I always like was oh, I got to do this to my car, got to do this to my car. I just wanted to stay out of negative shit, you know, and just worry about that. You had a lot of negativity around you. Um, growing up, my friends were always those guys that just wanted to be the the knuckleheads, you know. They were like the craziest dude was the coolest one, right? Yeah, and and, and it's always been like that, and a little bit of it was for me too, like. My mom strategically put us into places where we shouldn't be getting into trouble. And I would still find that trouble. Yeah. When I lived in Thousand Oaks for that little bit, my sister was dating the main head from the only gang in Thousand Oaks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Thousand Oaks is a fucking beautiful place. It looks like you should, it should be, there a TV show. It should be, you know, based yeah. out of Thousand Oaks, you know? <laughs> and literally the only Mexican gang in thousand oaks my sister's dating the the main head ash is gonna fucking laugh when she hears that bro because she grew up out there too and she, oh really yeah she knows and she'll always laugh at like the the homies and shit from to like come on bro to yeah like, <laughs> what was the gang there it's like tocas or yeah <laughs> yeah bro i'm telling you i, yeah, was, you're I right. was eight years old when i lived in thousand oaks bro and i still remember that shit oh shit hey shout out to the tokas please don't fuck me (laughs) i never seen any any hood area of to or anything nah dude so i don't even know where it came from but like i said so my mom would try to put us in these right places and we'd still find (laughs) the way out yeah eight years old my sister was dating the main dude from there he had a lowrider at the time nice that was the first switch i ever hit oh shit he came over to my house and i was like yo you got hydros on this and he was like yeah let me hit that switch (laughs) you know what i mean he was like go ahead bro and it was just cool but like that's what i'm getting like there's a lot of that side that 
some people know about they don't know the details you know what i mean but because i don't i don't want to glorify like yeah any of that i never i never try to glorify it but i don't know how i guess just being hispanic in in the 90s you know what i'm saying yeah i think i think that that's more of what it is than anything like being in socal one being Mm -hmm. hispanic two you know and being around those kind of people yeah that have those cars it's only natural you know and I've always been crazy. I tell people that it's like in my blood. You know, my mom's my mom's a fighter, dude. Yeah. Like she's somebody you don't fuck with, you know? And even that boyfriend that my sister had, like we were cool, but I was like, hey, dog, you know, like if you ever hurt my sister, I'm going to come fuck you up, right? I was eight. My <laughs> sister's seven years older than me. You know what I'm saying? I think she was 16 at the time. Yeah. And he was, old, he was the older boyfriend. I want to say he was like 17 or 18. Yeah. You know? And then he looked at me and he's like, what? And I was like, I mean, I know you're, you got your homies and you're, and you're bigger than me, but I'll stab you. Oh, shit. I told him. And he was just like, all right, this kid's fucking crazy. And we were tight from there on because he was just like, this dude's crazy as fuck. You yeah. Know? And um, I just have always been that way, especially when it comes to family. You know, that was my sister. She was my, old, my older sister, but my only sister. Yeah. You know, so I've always been protective of her. So was it just you two? Yeah. Do you think that you felt like this because that your pops wasn't around? You felt like you had to be the man of the house? A little bit. At that time, he was still around. Okay. That was like right when he wasn't going to be around. I mean, he wasn't around all the time because he was in and out. My dad's Salvadorian. Okay. So he was always in El Salvador back and forth. That's actually what his business was. He was one of the first guys to be importing cars to El Salvador from here. Oh, okay. And so nice. like every two, three months, he would go take a bunch of cars to El Salvador, come back. So he was kind of still in my life. I think that's just, and like I said, it's in the blood, you know? Yeah. Uh, I found out later, like, you, you know, call my dad's bluff because he's a little bitch. But yeah. But everybody thought he was a crazy ass dude. I mean, my dad's like 6'5". Oh, shit. Yeah. No way. Yeah, 6'5". He's like a skinnier dude. He's not He's not big like me. And he looks like a legit, he looks like a 70s, 80s drug dealer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He always wore like, like Italian hard bottom shoes. He always had like button up shirts with all unbuttoned with his hamburger meat all <laughs> hanging out and shit. So yeah. it's just when he looked the part, you yeah. know, slick back hair. And then my mom being Puerto Rican, like I said, she's just crazy. Yeah. So it's just in the blood. I think that's why I was like that as a kid, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's not gone away, but I, you know, I try to kind of push that side away. You have to, man, especially getting older, dude, that all that shit's going to do is get you in trouble. Yeah. Because the people that you would have these conflicts with, they're not built like that. They're not built to have these conflicts and, you know, you, you handle this situation here. Nobody knows about it or nothing. Yeah, These guys aren't built like that. And like you said, it's a lot of these internet trolls and people talking shit online. It's like, bro, the way that you're talking right now, this this, this is going to go a different way. So that, if, Yeah, that's why I try to stay away from that stuff. And I always tell people, you really have a problem with me, come talk to me about it. And I, and I don't mean that in a sense like, oh, we're going to fight. Where I'm at now mentally, I realize that all that anger, all that like willingness to just be like, fuck it, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fuck you up. That's weakness in your mind. Yeah. You know, and it, and I'm still dealing with it. I'm still trying to overcome that. Strength is really just being able to be like, I'm angry as fuck, but I'm going to talk to you about this situation and we're going to get out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's strength. Weakness is just being like, I, I have nothing to talk to you about. We're going to squab. You know? Yeah that's fucking as weak as you can be yeah no you're totally right about it it could get you in some bad situations bro Mm -hmm. and there's there's times like i'm the same way as you bro i'm born with that shit my blood is like that you know so 
if you push me to that level it's hard 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 for me to fucking calm myself down from from being red hot you Mm -hmm. know but just i I know that i've and and like i said i i know how to read people i can tell how people are that's why i laugh when you have certain dudes that try to act like they're all hard and they love to troll and i'm like bro i see right through your shit yeah like for real i see it as a weakness but with you i can see that it's in you but you're trying to like not let it out yeah that day that situation i saw it there's other times when i've seen it you know what i mean and i and i think that's one reason why i have respect for you you know because thank you bro people don't understand that you know they don't realize that you're not being childish you're trying to be grown up about that shit but you're bringing that inner demon out yeah you know and that's why like with people that think it's funny to troll online and shit i'm like bro don't come at me with that shit don't ask me why i'm taking shit so seriously why are you taking shit so lightly yeah you know what i mean why do you get you have an insecurity that makes you laugh at someone for getting them riled up you know what i mean you feel the need to do that it's like we don't need any of that shit in our life to be honest with you just just spread positivity why spread negativity you know and the people around you need to really promote that as well it's just like when you had you had a situation where there was like all this trolling going on yeah 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 and like people are like oh that shit's funny you know yeah maybe some of the like maybe there was a meme that was like would make you kind of laugh i'm sure you laughed at some of your own memes you know but for me it was like i'm i don't think it's funny because i see what's behind it you know you're just trying to fuck with someone that you're not willing to fuck with in person you know what i mean yeah and i don't mean like oh go go bring that drama in person no i mean if you have a problem sit down like this and have a conversation yeah you really got a problem with me sit down with me let's talk about it let's find out why you have a problem with me yeah and i guarantee you after we're done talking you're not gonna have that problem anymore you're gonna be like damn i fucked up yeah you know and if we had more of that it's crazy like in this industry i feel like there's a lot of that stupid drama yeah and and yeah i work for Rywire and Weakfest, so there's reasons why I should stay away from it. But at the same time, I look at it still as I don't own a business. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. So if you have a problem with me, then fuck it. You know, I can talk shit to you. Yeah. But I don't want to. I'd rather sit down and get it out, you know? And the thing that sucks too is I feel like that's what you were trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were trying to be like, let's talk about this shit, bro. But then all the little poking fun got you riled up to the point where you couldn't just keep that down anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was, dude. And that whole situation, bro, like I take 100% responsibility for it because I shouldn't allow people to be able to get me in that zone, you know? But I just don't think that people understand how hard I'm, I'm really trying because that person that, like, that person that i'm trying to be the person that i'm trying to be right now is is an effort that person mm-hmm. that i'm trying to hide that's who i am that's natural. naturally that's easy it that's the out. easiest thing to go to mm-hmm. so for people to just keep wanting that to come out of me and me wanting that shit to come out because mm-hmm. like like you said before a business before cars before anything i'm fucking frank bro mm-hmm. and you're not going to fucking disrespect me. Mm-hmm. But having that mentality isn't going to get me to the place that I want to get. 
I'm, so, I'm actually happy that all that shit happened. Me too. At the that, end of the day, me too. It's a growth. Yeah. It's a growth that wouldn't have happened so quickly had it not happened. It it, it definitely did. And um, me, me and the other party, we spoke uh, at a show a few months back or so. Everything's cool. Squashed it or whatever. Oh, nice. and, and I told him, you know what? No matter how everything ended up happening, like I, I don't regret it because it helped me get to this position. It helped me realize the the opportunities that I had, you mm-hmm. know. And that's priceless. Yeah. When you're able to uh, evaluate yourself and to say, like, you know, I shouldn't have done something like this. I should have handled it a different way. Mm-hmm. There's growth inside of that. Yeah. Rather than for the small-minded people that don't understand that you got a lot to learn yeah for the people who do understand that that's cool you know what i mean that's why people like i'm sure that there's people that wonder and i know because people have asked me like why why do i ride with you right like how come you support frank and i'm like because i i relate to frank not only that the main reason why i definitely support you is that you're genuine thank you bro thank you i've learned through very many outlets in life that genuine people are hard to come by very hard to come by you've been genuine from day one you know what i'm saying always have been everything that you do is genuine everything that you that you're behind your product your this podcast your skate brand everything is genuine you're not just doing it because you're like oh i can get some shit out of this yeah you know what i mean thank you and i see that and i like it and and i think that anyone who who doesn't see that who wants to sit here and troll online who doesn't see where you're coming from like they're just small-minded people they're dumb to be honest yeah. with you just they don't have the mentality to to understand it and that's yeah. cool maybe you have some growth to do on your end you know but yeah no you're you're definitely right about that i appreciate that man because i i, I try so much just to be like that you can be as genuine as possible mm-hmm. and i always talk about my my younger days where you know i wasn't popular i always joke about that or whatever but there was a lot of time that i spent trying to figure out who i was and you know maybe if i acted like this maybe if i dressed like this people would accept me but like now just me being my most genuine self i've had more people support me than ever in my entire life you know so there's just that's like that's like the best thing is when you can be yourself and Mm -hmm. people actually fuck with you for that yeah i think for me i I didn't growing up i didn't have to deal with that a lot because i think naturally people just gravitated towards me i've never had a situation where i didn't have friends i never had a situation where like in school everybody always knew who i was yeah even though i moved around a lot and i maybe was the new kid in school maybe i had only been there for a year or whatever everyone knew who i was and i think that's another reason why it was always easy for me to make friends because i moved around a lot and because the friends that i had i was down for you know what i mean yeah like like uh i used to say when i was growing up when like the aladdin movie you know how the genie says that you ain't never had a friend like me yeah that was my thing growing up like homie you ain't never had a friend like me yeah meaning like no one's going to be down for you the way I am, you know? And so with that in mind, I didn't realize how much of a friend I was being to everybody else. I had friends that I was like, why do I, Why are you even my homie? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was the part that I had to find myself. I had to find that I didn't need all those friends around all the time. You know what I'm saying? So what were some of those signs that you would see back then that you didn't see or that you would see now, but that you didn't see back then? I mean, I started seeing them back then. I started seeing it young. Uh, the first real sign when I was younger that I was just like, fuck, I, I really need to pay attention to the, like who I'm, I'm willing to do for. You had posted a, um, what was that meme that you posted the other day? 
yeah that you you've you've done felony things for somebody that wouldn't jaywalk for you right that one so and i talked about it on my on my episode of my podcast uh, but in short um me and my homie were at my a homie that lived with me were at my house and we got a call that my other homie was getting jumped for his jacket bro shit you know what i'm saying like I was like, what day and age is this? People are still getting jumped for their clothing. You that know was recently? Saying? No, this was like in, in, okay, in high got school, you. right? But still, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the very first time that I realized, like, all right, I need to reevaluate got you. Okay. how I am. Um, me and my boy headed out to go help him out. We're like, fuck it. We got to go back this dude up. So we get there, and it's like a huge brawl. You know, like, everybody's just, like, going at it. At the end of the brawl, I looked around, and it was just me and my homie. The on, one that you on, went there with? Yeah, on our part. Uh-huh. It was just me and my homie. And I looked at him. I said, where the fuck's everybody at? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, dog, we're sitting here getting our ass beat when we were comfortably chilling at home and nobody else is even around. Damn. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is that all about? So then on the, that ride home, and this dude got fucked up. Like his nose was like broken, you know? And I was just like, damn, dog. Like. Let's think twice the next time we leave the house to go help somebody out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was one of those things where that was like the first, like, pay attention to what you're willing to do because you got to make sure that those people are willing to do it for you too. And and I'm still learning as of last year. There's, yeah. There's still people that were strong in my life that aren't in my life anymore or that I see every once in a while, you know? I tell people that if you're going to cut someone out of your life or if you feel like you don't need to be that close to this person, that doesn't mean you have to have beef with them. You can you can go, this person doesn't hold that spot in my circle anymore. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have any animosity towards that person. You just slowly move them out of your circle and you just move on with your life because they're not fit for your circle anymore. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have a problem with them. You don't have to have problems with people. For me, I'm the type of person I need to not have problems with people because it turns me into someone else. Mm-hmm. I can, as soon as I have an issue with someone, if I have like a real beef, I become this completely different person, whether they're in the situation or not. Just at home, like, you know, I'll be negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even my wife will tell me like, what's wrong with you? You've been negative. Yeah. And I have to tell her, I don't know, I'm in this mindset just because I'm, I'm not getting along with this person anymore. So now I've become this different person than the better me I should be. So that's why I tell you it's all mental. Yeah. People turn you into a negative person when all you're trying to do is be positive. So you can't, you got to end relationships in a good way. You got to let them go how they go. You know what I mean? And I know that you have experienced that. You know that you're probably learning that even more now. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. I tell people when my wife and I got married, uh, it was 2012. I tell her, like, you. I, I tried to make a strong choice on who was going to be at my wedding and in my wedding. Because I'm like, I want these people to be the people I grow old with. They're going to yeah. be the people that are my friends when I'm 90 years old, calling each other. I mean, if I live to be 90, right? Yeah. Hopefully, calling each shit. other, Calling each other, talking shit, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, you old piece of shit, come over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With that conscious effort, people that were at my wedding aren't even in my phone book anymore. You know what I mean? They're not even in my contacts on my phone. And that was just in 2012. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, you know? And I and again, no drama. You know what I mean? No drama because it would definitely make me a different person. It's just that we don't fit in each other's lives anymore. 
it's just one of those things yeah and i think that that's what what's really hard for people to uh to do is to cut people out that have been in their life for so long or whatever mm -hmm. but just uh we probably have a lot of car guys listening right now so to put it in, in that perspective say there's a friend that always needs help with his car and you have no problem going over there to help him wrench until the midnight or whatever it is get him ready for a show mm -hmm. but then that time that you need something done to your car they're not around like that's a sign mm -hmm. that is a huge huge sign and um to to take that sign just takes a lot out of you as a person too because there's there's the two sides inside of you that are fighting you know i've made excuses for so many of my friends that i used to have yeah. before and it's good to have a good uh, a good woman around you to kind of be that that second cosign for what it really is mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that ash would tell me about certain friends or whatever in the past that you know oh, just keep an eye on this and i just always made an excuse for it it's funny how you'll do that right yeah like why yeah. You'll, you know? you'll make up every excuse you can for that person. And yeah, yeah I, I, the, the car scene is perfect because how many times have I turned a wrench on someone else's car and then no one, you know, can, I mean, don't get me wrong. My car was built with a lot of help. You know what I'm saying? But what I mean is every person's car I worked on didn't work on my car. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it was just one of those things I was learning even back then. Even when I was putting my coupe together, I was already learning that stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's a hard lesson to learn, man, but it's definitely one that comes along with growth. And it's it's a skill that I wish I had even earlier on, you mm -hmm. know, and it's a skill that I wish that I had perfected right now. But I still feel like there's, you know, some people that are in my life that really want to that I want to see them do better than they want to see me do better. Mm -hmm. And it's just I, I need to stay focused on what's really important and the people that when I maybe talk to them about a situation they'll talk to me about another situation which is equally as impactful so i feel like you know, there's a give and a take mm -hmm. you know there's an actual friendship right here because yeah. at the end of the day dude there's there's nobody that i look up to like i am me i'm doing my own thing and nobody else that that i look to is higher than me and right. they're not lower than me right. either if we can't relate to each other on a common ground, no matter what business you have, no matter how much money you, cars, or whatever you have, if you can't relate to me as being a man with a family and a business and somebody who's trying better, like, do I don't I don't think that that's gonna work on. You I've know? always said people are people. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're Jay Z. I don't care if you're Obama. I don't care if you're the bum on the street. Yeah, people are people, and. and that mutual respect is there until you give me a reason not to have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you give me a reason not to have respect for you, then cool. Sometimes that, that that reason might come quickly. Sometimes that reason might take a while to come. But once it happens, then I can judge you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But otherwise, no, we're all people. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, you touched on it earlier about, uh, John, how you looked up to him when uh, you were early in the community mm -hmm. and seeing what he built. And that's that's the same way that i feel about ryan yeah is when i first got into the community like ryan's been at the top of his game since even back then you know mm. and at first it was like i didn't know how to take his personality it was it was a lot 
it it was a lot more abrasive than than I was used to. He's a he's a straight shooter, but he's, he's unique in in the way that he approaches things. Definitely, but he's, he's also genuine. And now that know? now that I look at it through a different light, like Ryan's probably somebody that I will ask about something that I really want an opinion on because I know that he'll give it to me, mm-hmm. and um, not it would be the most genuine. Um, analysis of whatever i'm asking mm-hmm. him about and it's just crazy that this this car community can take us from like just being a fan of things to being you know having somebody like that as one of my really good friends right. you know so how has it been working with ryan and with rywire the company it's been good uh it's definitely been good uh, before i worked with ryan i didn't work in the car industry at all and i made a personal goal that i wanted to figure out a way to basically be able to live pay my bills rent all that stuff and still do car stuff every yeah. day and at the time me and ryan were friends um he used to drive down to socal and i've always had like a spare room mm-hmm. every time i've lived anywhere i'm like i, I want to have a spare room for my friends because i've always had friends that come out from out of town and so when Ryan used to come down and like work on people's cars, he'd be like, is it cool if I crash at your house? Like, yeah, dude, come through. And we used to go party and stuff like that mm-hmm. back then. And I think because I was so willing to open the doors, um, our relationship grew a lot. You know what I mean? He was just like, dude, this this guy's not sin." At the time, everybody was asking Ryan for something. Yeah. You know, everybody was asking Ryan for a favor. And I think he was just kind of like, this guy, you know, like lets me stay at his house he's cool my lady's always been very welcoming she's the type of person like come i'm gonna you know i'll cook food you you know all that stuff so i think that he saw that and i and in conversation i explained to him like dude i want to get to the point where i can work in the industry and at the time ryan was doing harnesses and all that stuff out of his house and then just slowly within conversation it got to the point where he was like would you come work for me if the opportunity were there and I was just kind of like, man, I remember telling him at the time, like, I'm kind of good where I'm at. Like, I, I have to make a certain amount of money. And, you know, like, that's kind of the struggle. I want to be in the automotive industry, but, you know, it doesn't always pay well. And, you know, I don't know. Like, basically tell him, like, with, with in, in fewer words, like, I know you're working out of your house. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm a manager at a business. I can't just, like, go work at your house. You know what I'm saying? And I, and then he was like, no, I'm, you know, like I want to grow as well. I want to get a shop and I want to, I kind of want to move to SoCal. And, you know, I think that you could help me grow. And so from there it just happened. And I was happy because like I said, it was a goal that I made for myself. Ryan being my friend helped me achieve that goal. And, uh, it's just been going ever since that's 10 years now. Wow. Yeah. He, he's been in SoCal for 10 that years long? this past December. No shit. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know so, it was that long. Ten years just fly like that. Yeah. And, um, it it the thing with Ryan that uh, I tell people is like we've had our differences, especially strong personalities, both of us. You know yeah. what I mean. But that doesn't change uh, what I want for him and his growth and the business. You know what I'm saying. The only reason why any differences that we've had you would see is that I tell I, I I tell my wife I'm like, do you realize that I see Ryan more than I see you? legit like working every day sitting next to someone you spend more time at work than you do at home yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so of course you're going to have your differences with someone that you see every single day monday through friday eight hours a day you know what i mean yeah but from there it's like i try to and and me i'm 
I'm not the easiest person to deal with, you know? And so I tell Ryan, like, we we have the same goal, you know, and that's what matters. Yeah. All that, uh, anything else would just get past, you know? And we've been good. I've seen him grow a lot more um, personally and the business goals that he has for himself that he's met that it's like great to see him meet, you know? Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm, I'm glad. So it's been cool. Uh, it's been the thing that's had me hold on to the really like car stuff, you know, where I'm kind of at a point where I'm trying to like do other things in life than just car stuff. Everyday work is still car stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. That's dope, man. Yeah. And, uh, I've definitely seen Ryan's growth, not just, uh, professionally, but like personally mm-hmm. as well. And I always touch on this is he's been more, uh, more apparent on social media. People mm-hmm. see his face. They know more of him, you know, him doing all the stuff with Hoonigans and just being part of that. And then the YouTube channel, man, I think that that's yeah. very beneficial because I think Ryan's probably one of the most underrated people in the community that I feel doesn't get his flowers that he deserves. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't, man. Um, the thing with Ryan is, and I and I think that uh, it's something that people really have to take into consideration, is that he's hard to talk to. And people know that. Like, they'll try to come and talk to him, and he's kind of just like, hey, what's up? And the conversation's short. You have to understand that Ryan's got a lot of stuff in his head. You know, he's always lost in his thoughts. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's He runs this business. He has employees that have full lives that he has to make sure that his business can take yep. care of. You know what I'm saying? And then I think that he forgets to have fun. Yeah. And so with the social media stuff, all this stuff going on, he's having fun. The Hoonigan yeah. stuff, it's fun for him. So that that's one thing I used to tell him all the time. Just do what you like. like what's going to make you happy? Every once in a while, forget about what's going to put more money on the table. Worry about what's going to make you happier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he does big projects. There's certain stuff that, that takes a lot of his time. Sometimes he doesn't make any profit on it, but you know, I tell him as long as it makes you happy doing it, do it. And he yeah. knows that. And, and and it's definitely, I think something that he focuses on now, you know, it's like, Hey, I want to do this because I want to do it. Yeah. And it's like, cool, do that. Enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Especially him going to these, uh, to the IBOC meets too. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, uh, we were talking on the pod that, uh, we're going to Ohio. I think it's September 8th and 9th. If okay. I'm not mistaken, for for Ibach, mm-hmm. and that's so fun, man. Whenever we do those trips, dude, I wish you could go one of these days, bro. Yeah, it's just hard because like we flip flop. Yeah. So the the whole reason that I originally got on with Weekfest was to try to like Ryan and I had stopped doing car shows. We weren't doing car events anymore. We didn't really have the time in our personal lives, uh, or even you know with work things that we were doing. So it was like, hey, I kind of want to do these Weekfest shows because I think it's a good way to, to, so to speak, keep your ear to the street. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I want to go to these different stops because I think it's good. You can meet people, talk to them, kind of hear what the response from people and what, what they're hoping for out of the business, you know. So I started getting on Weekfest and then he started going to the um, IPOC stuff, yeah. which was cool. But for both of us to be gone at the same time, yeah. it's rough, you know. And and since I am like full time on tour with Weekfest, there's not really even a time where I can just be like, all right, I'm gonna go to one Ibach, you know what I mean? Because it just doesn't really work out. Yeah. Um. But I I love when he goes to to shows, man, because I'm like, go go see the go see the community, go go talk to people, go meet people. Yeah. 
And I think that, like I said earlier, being there with you guys definitely opens up conversation. You know, like I said, he's someone that usually is lost in his thoughts or maybe wouldn't otherwise just have open conversation and laugh about stuff. But with you by his side and you having that conversation, now it turns into this group conversation and I know he's getting more out of it. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, but we we definitely have fun, dude. It's like, that's why I like going to the trips because it's like genuine fun. We're not just there talking about wiring and bolts and no no, exactly. no, no. <laughs> like, it, it w- i mean if that's all it was it wouldn't be as worth it you know yeah what I mean? but no that's uh that like i said don't forget to have fun everything doesn't need to translate to money which obviously you know and and, and you're pushing yeah um but, but it's good you know it's great that that you guys do that yeah it's hard man sometimes i get lost in it and i just don't really know what what brings me fun you know Mm -hmm. i know what makes me happy my family and being able to take care of them and just being a good person and things like that but if you were to tell me like all right let's just go do something fun right now i'd be like uh (laughs) shit i don't know and lately it's been skateboarding i was just gonna say yeah Yeah. skateboarding so uh c2 he texted me earlier said can we go to the skate park i said hell yeah dude so we're gonna go later on today (laughs) nice nice but it's uh it's weird man sometimes it's just it's hard to figure out what what's actually fun to you when your hobby has turned into your full-time business like mm-hmm. before i would be like oh yeah let me go wrench on the car right but now i'm like dude, i don't even want to fucking wrench on the right. car dude i want to go skate or something yeah you know? and that's where i'm at like people are always like oh when are you gonna do more honda stuff and it's like well one I, it's not as fun for me to wrench anymore for two the community isn't as fun for me anymore you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's it's tough to say when I'm ever going to build another Honda or, or work on a Honda, you know? It, the day might come just because I love them so much and I, I want to be that old guy that's wrenching on a Honda, you know? But for now, I'm kind of just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not stressing on it. So since you've been in the community to now, what are some of the, the differences and changes you've seen to the current community that we're in? Um... It's hard to say. I don't want to be the old guy that's just ranting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it definitely has a different feel. Social media is, I don't know if it's made it better or worse. Uh, like I always say in life, social media, I don't know if it's made it better or worse. You know, it's all in, in how you use it. You mm-hmm. know, thanks to podcasts, I feel like that's a form of social media that can definitely, you can benefit from. You can share things. You can create some growth, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but in the industry, I just feel like there, there's two things that have happened with social media. One is that everybody's a celebrity, right? And the other is that everyone wants to talk shit on somebody else. Those two things I could do without. Yeah. You know? And it's a growth. Sometimes I see posts from younger kids and they're talking shit to other kids or they're trolling. And I'm like, man, I, I hope that you grow from this, you know? I hope you look back at your post one day and be like, what the fuck was I posting? Yeah, I do that shit all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you a story that I don't even know if you realize. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember the first time that we ever had a conversation? Maybe if you refresh my memory. But not right off the top of your head, right? I remember it, and there's a reason why I do. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember... Hmm. I don't remember what year it was or why it was, but... There was some kind of like video shoot or a shoot for a movie or something like that. Honda commercial? Nope. Okay. Before that. Uh, it was at night. Uh-huh. I want to say it was in LA. 
they basically um, was like an open casting call like if you have a, a cool car bring it out and maybe we'll use it it was something need for need for some shit race or something yeah i know what you're talking about you know what i'm talking about right In downtown la you went and you took your eg and it was back when it was b series and it had the gray bay and, and it they had shaved. these bomb ass sandwiches i don't know where they were from <laughs> so you remember that night right it's i like think these you roast came out beef with dips. um you came it was out probably with, the uh, infinite guys was it the gpr guys? i was gonna say it was gpr yeah i want to say you came out gpr and i didn't I didn't know who all you guys were. Like, I knew of you because we had some mutual friends and because yeah. of the forums. Like, I kind of knew who you guys were. You didn't even have the business yet. Yeah. So, you came up to me and you, at the time, I my coupe was already done uh -huh. and I had all the bolts in my coupe already changed, right? And you came up to me and you were like, hey, bro, can I ask you something? And I'm like, what's up? And I remember at the time, I was like, here comes the kid with the spikes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, what's up, dude? And you're like, where did you get all those bolts from in your engine bay? And then I was just, and this is the thing that like, I was just like, damn. I was like, oh, I can't tell you that, bro. Like it's a, me and my crew, like us, we have this thing where we all rock these bolts and it's kind of our thing. So I can't really tell you that. Yeah. And you were just like, all right, dude, cool. Well, I'll figure it out one way or another. And you just kind of walked away. Yeah. And I, the growth for me was that I remember when I wanted to be that guy whose car was so different from everybody else's, you know, like I didn't want, I wanted to shine somehow and I didn't want my car to look like anyone else's. And I was always trying to find that way to be unique. And so for me, it was almost like an insult. Like you're coming and you're trying to take my uniqueness from me. Yeah. Right. Like you want to know how to make your car more like mine. Yeah. That was a stupid mentality. For sure. And I'm glad I'm way past that point. The other thing was that you hadn't created this business yet. I didn't even have the thought to create a business like this. Not You might have not figured out the exact bolts that I had, but you came up with your own bolts yeah. and you made a business out of it. So sometimes I, I look at it like if I wasn't being so, if I wasn't being so like, oh, like, snobby right yeah i'll say that was snobby if i wasn't being so snobby like we're different and we don't want anyone like us and instead i was trying to share the wealth like even if i would have told you like i can't tell you where i got them from but i can get some for you yeah it'll cost this much money you probably would have been like i'm down bro yeah as long as i seen some room for profit <laughs> and then i could have started a business right there you know but i didn't have the right mentality and that's why sometimes when i see these kids and they're acting stupid i'm just like you're just you haven't grown enough yet you don't you don't have the mentality that you should have yeah that's another reason why i have respect for you because you were just that kid asking a question and then instead of just making your own bolts for yourself you were like hey let me share this with everybody else yeah you know what i mean and that's what i tell people when they when they talk about this business i'm like you're still just sharing something with everyone you're sharing a piece of how you think cars should look with everybody else. You know, how yeah. can you, how can you knock that? Why, well, how can you not support that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like Ryan and his harnesses, he was doing wiring on his cars and he felt like every car should have this nice of a harness, you know, let me make harnesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just sharing the, the, the build. And at the time I think that I was kind of like, man, everybody's car is going to look the same forget that we should all have a standard everyone's car is at least this good yeah you know everyone's car's got all fresh new bolts that look good with hardware that you can personalize and still get your uniqueness out of yeah right? yeah yeah 
everyone's car can have a clean harness and you can do things with your harness that you want to be different. I mean, again, I don't care about being different. I have a white E46 M3 now and I keep it that way for a reason because I don't care if you can tell my white E46 from another white E46. That shit doesn't matter to me at all anymore. Yeah. But it's all growing, you know? It's all things that you have to look back on and, and understand that people haven't reached that mentality yet. That's why when I see some of the older guys still act snobby like that, I'm like, bro, come on. You should have learned from that already. You should be older than that already. You should, yeah. you should no longer be acting like that 13-year-old kid, you know? If I was still sitting around telling people I couldn't tell them anything about my car, oh, which reminds me, I have some... <laughs> dms to reply to because i have some guys that hey what you know what is what are these specs or what is that yeah and you know if i was still that dude like how lame would that be you know i'm the guy that i'm like ask me anything you want about my car and i'll tell you all about it now you know yeah i wish i had that mentality back when you asked me that dude that's crazy bro i I don't even remember that dude but it sounds like something that i would yeah no and that's the thing is like it's almost like you don't need to remember it i need to remember it yeah i'm saying and that's why I told a couple people this story before and they're just like, how do you know Frank? I'm like, I can tell you how I met Frank because I remember it that vividly, you know, because I realized that that was a flaw in my life. That was a flaw in how I was to the scene in the community, you know? Yeah. And so what I'm getting at is how, how you see the, how I see the community today. The way I see the community today is that they were, a lot of people are who I used to be. More people need to be who I am now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the only way that we can really get that change is if we talk about it like this in podcasts or, or push the change and make people realize like, look, dude, it's whatever, you know? Yeah. Even with your EG, the heavy in the streets EG. Yeah. I remember when I first saw you doing that, I was like, oh man, dude, what is Frank doing? Yeah. You know? And it's like going back to how I was raised, tagging was always a part of my life, but I didn't like tagging because it was a... It was a huge red, like, uh, look at me. We're here doing shit we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So me, I was always trying to be low pro about it. I don't want the cops to know that I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. So why am I going to tag up all over where I'm at or, you know, or let people see it? I, I enjoy graffiti art, which is what this is, you know? Yeah. But tagging in a sense has always been like a mess to me, you know, or like crying too much to, to look at me. Gotcha. So when I first seen your bay, I was like oh man what is frank doing to this car yeah you know what i mean and then when you finish the car i i remember what i liked about it i didn't need to like the car or feel like i wanted to build my car that way i liked it because that's what you liked yeah and you did it regardless of what anyone else thought and that's what we need more of in this scene build your car based on what you truly like do what you really want to your cars forget about if it's gonna please other people if it's going to make people happy if it's going to get you likes if it's going to get you follows who cares just do it because you like it yeah you know my cars have always been <clears throat> have always been what i liked i can't really think of anything at all that i've done to any of my cars that was just a cry for attention you know what i'm saying yeah or something that i thought was going to be Oh, these are cool points. I'm doing this just for the cool. I don't really like it, but I'm doing it for the cool points. And maybe people don't see that they're doing that sometimes. I think they are, though. Yeah. And I think that hopefully they'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. I um, I appreciate you saying that about that build because there's more people that had that same feeling that you do than the other way. But right. I just had to say, like, yo, 
Let me cook this real quick. Just wait. Yeah. Wait till the dish <laughs> yeah. is done, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wait till it's done before before you you have your full feeling on it you know yeah. and then most people feel the same way that you do you know it wasn't the way that you would build a car but you understand it and kind of a little more in depth on that car is that when i built the right hand drive i my goal for it was always to be like one of the best cars have it at the shows trying to get trophies and always chasing that you know mm-hmm. whether it's at week fest or debuting something at ibach or whatever that was my always my idea push right. it forward push it forward but after a while it's like dude fuck that man like i'm over that shit already push it too far sometimes yeah dude i just want to have fun you know so yeah. when i got this car i've always wanted to have a graffiti engine bay ever since the uh the hybrid racing del sol like i fell in love with how that looked so two things with that car the first one is that i'm glad that you let the world know that that was your motivation yeah that you know you could easily just pretend like you didn't know about that del Sol. yeah and then there's people that don't know about that car because social media wasn't as strong as it is now yeah you know you could sit there and just be like oh yeah i just uh you know i always like tagging so i decided to do it yeah but you you definitely show that 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 was your inspiration and that's the first thing that i, I want to tell you that i always appreciate that you do that um now i'm gonna get lost in my thoughts the second thing that you have to deal with that I don't know that you realize or that everybody else that knows the car realizes is that that car had a name for itself before yeah. you got it. So you basically sampled a good track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You sampled a good hip hop track and everyone's sitting here going, uh oh, what the fuck Where's are you going to do? Where's this remix going to go? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do this justice? Or are you just going to fuck up the beat? Are we going to yeah. go, God damn it, you took a good song <laughs> and turned it into trash, right? Yeah. And so that's another thing, you know, for everybody, you know, the older guys looking back, they're just like, dude, what is Frank doing? You know? Yeah. But like I said, you, you have to appreciate it now down to everything. You know, I think people do silly stuff to their car sometimes just because they want people to look at it. And I know that that's what a lot of people were thinking. But and, uh, there's two sides to it. One is I'm a business owner and I'm, I'm I, I love marketing. Mm-hmm. So I knew that this car was going to market well. Mm-hmm. Two, for the enthusiast side of me, I've built the right-hand drive, redone it maybe four times, switching everything up, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I finally got to a, a point with it where I'm just like, dude, this is perfect to me. And right. if it doesn't win shows or whatever, I don't give a fuck. This is perfect. Yeah, and you if know? you keep trying to change it, then you might get it to the point where you look back and go, I liked it better. I wish it was yeah, better then. You know? Yeah, so that car, the Heavy in the Streets EG, represents everything that I've always loved from when I first got infatuated with cars to my current style now right when, when you go from the the shaved engine bay like i was saying with the the hybrid racing del sol i've always loved that so i was like dude i would like to put my own taste on it mm-hmm. to the bright colors to uh doing doing the color the teal color which is the majority of it for paying homage to nikki diamond and diamond supply Co. because right. like I, I love how he created his brand and how it came from nothing to something. And that started from hardware itself. That's so whether cool. it's in cars or it's in skateboarding, it's still from nuts and bolts to, you know, something big. Yeah, Nicky Diamonds needs to hear that. Yeah, dude, hopefully. Hopefully I can have him in, in here one of these days, yeah, man. man. Definitely. No, but he needs to hear that because I think that it, it, if I was Nicky Diamonds and I was hearing that approach that you had, I'd be like, damn, man, good looking out. You know? Yeah. So great way to pay homage. And dude, that that was one of them. And then as far as the interior of the car, so if you close the hood, the the car, if you close the hood, looked at the car, you would say that's a dope ass looking race car. 
mm-hmm. with the wing, the color, all the windows, the windshield blacked out, everything. Right. To to the uh, the Bellix that we had on it, the FCS rear trailing arm, the FCS wing, right. had the Cusco cage inside, and then you tap into like the the show car side of me. I want the whole entire inside of the car to be wire tucked, no wires, everything hidden. There's no release for the hatch. There's no release for the gas door. And these are all little small things that people wouldn't realize because once they see the car automatically think this is just a try try hard car yeah they're not gonna pay attention yeah but what people don't understand is that car does have history and Mm -hmm. not only it being the old circuit hero car it being ryan hegner's old car and him being one of my good friends you know so Mm -hmm. just to see the the car have as much growth as you know a person the owners would have as it and yeah hopefully somebody after me is going to take the car and do something else with it you know i don't plan on keeping it i plan on you know somebody else having their uh their time with it yeah but their take on it yeah it was just fun and it was just some something to to invite people into the way that i think about things and i think that that point kind of got lost uh in the grand scheme of things but to the people that can understand that part of it like yourself i mean those are those are the that's my demographic yeah some some people uh some people it takes time bro yeah that understanding might not come until the car's gone on to the next owner and it's passed but the the point will still eventually come across yeah and that's what matters you know yeah definitely do but i really had a good time building that car but i'm i don't know if i'll build a car anytime soon oh really yeah i don't know what i want to do i have my chevelle that's coming back so so what's up with that you plan to just drive it around are you trying to Really it's gonna be fuel injected now so i'm not gonna have to worry with none of that bullshit oh, of carburetor yeah but it's the carburetor style so i kept the same blower got it but um it's like the injectors are kind of built in right, on right, it right, and right. it has a computer it's a fi tech i don't know if you're familiar with that brand but basically they're all the same yeah i've heard, I've heard of it i'm not like super familiar but i know it's yeah. like one of those muscle car ones yeah so we did that because i didn't want to get rid of the uh, old style the roots blower got you it. know i could have definitely went with an ls in there and get like the centrifugal i, sign I knew that and, there was a reason why you weren't doing it because yeah it, it would be so easy for you to just be like i'm gonna put you know fully fuel injected engine in it hey let's get a harness in it let's put an ecu in it done you know turbo kit right. whatever dude it would have been but it, that's not what that car represents to me right that car represents like old like i i don't want any technology in there yeah. but the technology that i do want to add would be that because carburetor is just so bullshit you want to add the practicality without changing the the feel of it yeah, yeah definitely yeah. so when i get that car back the only thing i'm going to do is take it to a body shop and have them fix all the cancer that's on it okay. and then just get it wrapped and put a big ass fucking logo on it dude <laughs> leave the hood off of it and just rock it dude that's that sounds good to me so that's still something you're gonna enjoy for sure yeah so who knows once i get that i might get the the domestic itch you know the hot rod side <laughs> yeah, yeah. of it and start offering more hardware for domestic definitely so. they, they need that you know what i mean they definitely need that side of uh i mean don't get me wrong there's some crazy hot rods out there and there's a lot that have been built to the, the the full potential but i think that uh i've always told people in any any aspect of car building you can learn from each other yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah if there's not a hot rod that's fully downstarred bolted up yet they definitely need to be yeah for sure dude because it's gonna offer something different to those guys like what they have right now is 
majority is ARP and ARP is sick, but it's kind of like you were saying when uh, when we had that first conversation was that like you don't want your car to look like everybody's car. And if mm-hmm. you go to SEMA, if you look at all the cars, if you if you see a car that's in the top 10, more than likely it's going to have ARP, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine. You know, right. they make great shit. And they're actually down the street. But, oh, really? Yeah. But I know that there's going to be those guys that want to have something different. And yeah. If that's a market that we could tap into, that would be dope, dude. I mean, I'm not trying to get the whole pie of it. Just let me be in here. Let me get a couple Yeah, man, there's there's enough to go around, man. I tell people that all the time. When you're growing a business and you're worried about everybody else that's doing the same thing, it's like there's enough to go around. Don't worry about the other people. Yeah. You know, and if those people are worried about you, like, come on, share the wealth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people get too stuck on uh, wanting all the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of my biggest things in life, and, and I know that you agree on this because you talk about it a lot, is time. Yeah. I don't care about how much money I make. I don't care about how much money anybody makes. I care about how much time I have. And I tell people that all the time. I'm not money driven, you know. I'm time driven. I want the most amount of free time to do what I love as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, now a lot of that is spending time with my family, whether that's just sitting at home watching a movie because that's my, my daughter's favorite thing. Can we cuddle and watch a movie? <laughs> when we have a busy weekend running around everywhere and we taking them to do this and do that and do, you know, all this stuff that you would think is like, oh, we're building memories. At the end of the weekend, they're just like, daddy, can we just cuddle and watch a movie? And it's like, yeah, I want to be able to sit down for two and a half hours and not worry about it at yeah. all. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel you. Like there's enough to go around. People need to not be greedy and, and you know, in that realm of the the muscle car guys they definitely need to see what they can have with your product you know what i mean just a new light to it you know Mm -hmm. i don't expect people to think like i do i don't want people to think that i'm super knowledgeable about this this community or whatever hey i'm just an outsider looking in just like i'm taking the approach with skateboarding yeah you know that i'm an outsider looking in i used to be my passion it's what it wasn't for a large part of my life but now i'm back in it and the things that I realized were problems back in the day are still problems now that these younger kids, the ones that are actually making skateboarding still a community, mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16 year old kids that are just fucking busting their ass, you know, at the local loading docks. Like, right. no one gives a fuck about these kids. Right. You know, why? What's it going to hurt me to go to the skate park? shoot these kids some some stuff take some videos and post it up it's not going to do nothing to me yeah but to them it can mean so much more to yeah them. you're just bringing light to the community and which bigger brands can do that bigger companies can do that and maybe they do but yeah. not here not, not in enough. my community yeah, yeah. yeah not so if i can do something whether downstar skate turns into something huge that can compete with the actual downstar or if it's just a little fun hobby that we have on the side, like I really don't care either way. Yeah. It's just just to have fun with me and my son and look back at this time in our life. Yep. I mean, like, damn, dude, remember when we started the skate brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's- it's cool to think that you can have a project that the payout is instant, right? The time you spend with your son, that's the pay. That's yeah. the true payout, right? That's Hell instant. Yeah. So you get to enjoy that. But if that little project that you guys have grows into something more, then it's just a bonus, you know. You're you're, you're only you're only gaining from there, 
and that's the thing that i like it's just like the podcast right yeah so if nobody listens to my podcast but i had a conversation me john and whoever our guest was and it was a great conversation and i was excited about it and i learned from it i learned something about that person that was the payout yeah anybody listening who also could learn to relate or whatever have you know gather thoughts over it that is the bonus yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so, no you're definitely right about that and i tell people we're on episode 93 right now and i've made 50 dollars from then till now <laughs> 50 bucks yeah. this this whole mic setup and everything costs way more than that so right. if you're looking at this as a business decision this is kind of like for a short-term return this is a very dumb decision yeah, to make. For, for anyone out there that thinks that Frank's doing this for a business gain, he's definitely not. Let me yeah. tell you that right now. This is not a business gain, especially not with the equipment that he has. Cause shout out, Frank's got some good stuff. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Um, but no, like it, it's not. You know, I, I definitely saw what what you were doing, and that's why I'm like, when you were like, "Hey, do you want to be on the podcast?" I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I want to be on the podcast." Hey. I, I didn't think you'd ever ask. You know? Yeah. But, since you're asking, yeah, I want to be here and have a conversation, you know? Thank you, bro. Because, you know, and, and it's funny, I'm episode 93. For those that, that don't know, I'm a huge hip-hop head. So for you, 93 till infinity, man. Keep, just keep pushing these out. Hell yeah, dude. You know Let's get mean? into it. I'm ready for the hip-hop talk, dude. So this is the part that we're probably going to disagree on and argue about. <laughs> but let's do it. So tell me what hip-hop means to you. Hip-hop is life, man. I tell people that all the time because um it might be the the age that i am and that's funny because we're the same age yeah but we're definitely on a different yeah, part of hip -hop. yeah like i said my sister was seven years older than me everybody that was real that i was around was older than me so that has a reason why our time frame is a little different when it comes to music but uh hip-hop was the constant thing in my life dude it was the uh the 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 story of my life it was the way i could relate it was everything. So, you know, from the early 90s, listening to music all the way through. I mean, I used to DJ. I've, I've like, you know, I used to be, back then they used to talk about uh, the, the elements of hip hop. I used yeah. to go to those uh, shows where it was like, you know, you had to know someone to get into this show, but then it'd be open mic, open walls for people to tag on, open turntables for people really? to spin on. Yeah. Oh, shit. And this shit was crazy back in the day. And I was young. So like my cousin, and, and it's funny, I want to have him on my podcast to actually talk about this. My cousin that got me into hip hop, also seven years older than me, used to drag me everywhere. And he knew, you know, he knew people and we did things. I didn't, they didn't worry about if I had an ID and I've always kind of looked older than I am. And, yeah. you know, I started growing facial hair when I was in junior hair, junior high. So like when, once I was old enough to look the part, same with with street racing i mean i was out at the street races in silmar when i was nine ten years old you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> so like i've always been around things that i probably wasn't old enough for but yeah. nobody was really asking any questions so with hip-hop i remember going to these things and like break you know break dancers were all dancing it was a constant break dance battle when you first showed up the walls were all white and then dudes would have cans and they, you know, they tagged some of them. They came in ahead of time and like tagged up all the walls because yeah. they didn't want all the fumes and shit. You know what I mean? But, you know, the walls were all tagged. Breakdancing was on the floor. The mics were open for the MCs and the turntables were open for the DJs. Wow. And then that, that was my thing, you know? So for as much trouble as I did get into, I think the whole reason, I mean, other than my mom breathing down my ear, the whole reason why I never like really committed to a game and just did all that stuff was because of hip-hop 
you know, I was listening to this stuff on, on, on songs and realizing that what they were talking about was the, the stuff I had yet to learn, right? You, you, sometimes you just have to worry about yourself and you can't ride for all your other people. And then, you, you know, you have this story and then I would just try to get to all these hip hop shows and stuff where they were trying to promote no violence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were just promoting one love and everybody's love is hip hop and we're here to share that together. So, I mean, I've been involved in, in love with it since I was a kid, man. So to, to gauge your amount of passion on it, let's put that versus cars. You have to take one away. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> well, that's funny that you asked that because technically I took music away. And now I'm trying to get to the point where music overshadows cars. Yeah. One of the reasons, I, another reason I wanted to have the uh, podcast. So for those listening, my podcast is non-car related. Um, we can do this where I talk to car people and we, we, we tell the story of that person. But I, I don't want it to focus too much on car stuff. Same here, dude. And the reason why is because cars became so much a part of my life. I forgot about all the other stuff I fell in love with. So music is definitely something I want to focus my podcast on, whether it be having DJs on the podcast, whether it be having rappers, like, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm not talking about your famous rapper. I'm talking about the local dude that's just yeah. still doing it, you know? Yeah. Whatever that case may be. But I'm trying to find an outlet for the other stuff that I used to love. Yeah. And music is definitely one of them. I think that that's why I'm, uh, I'm so for you making this podcast happen Thanks, especially man. not only because we're friends and because like i just want to see you grow but after hearing your first podcast and after hearing you say that i just related with that so much dude is because my whole entire life has been consumed with cars mm -hmm. to the point where i don't even want to wrench on my cars i really don't even care to drive it like yeah. it was today it was either i'm going to take the m4 or i'm going to take the right hand and i was leaning towards the right hand but okay what happens if we're in the podcast for two three hours and the car's gonna be parked in the back yeah. you know that's something i'm always gonna be worrying about yeah that's absolutely part of the community where i'm like fuck man i don't have to worry about that shit yeah, dude. people don't realize that's one of the big reasons why i'm like fuck driving a honda every day yeah because yeah you don't want to deal with the theft you know yeah and then maybe getting pulled over or something mm -hmm. i'm just like dude i'll just jump in the bmw it's fast it's comfortable and yeah. i know that you fuck with bmws yeah, too yeah, yeah. you know so and it's just it's it i needed another outlet i needed yeah. some something else that's what i hate dude is when i go to these shows people assume that we just want to talk about cars i'm yeah. like bro i don't want to talk about cars dude i i admire your car but I want to hear more about why you did that and what makes you want to express yourself in that certain way yeah. rather than like no disrespect. But I've worked on most of the top cars that are in the community. Mm -hmm. Something that you're showing me isn't isn't going to impress me to think like, oh, man, this dude's something special. But something you say can impress me right. to think like, oh, shit. This is something special. The, the builder will impress you more than the build. Definitely. I say that all the time. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm more towards, dude. I'd rather have conversations with yeah. people. And uh, the, the question that I asked you, if it was to me, some gun to my head, some Saw 17 where they just 
ran out of uh topics to go all right you pick cars or you pick music right and i'm like all right i'll probably take music too yeah at a point in my life right now i definitely would take music yeah it's because you know cars is beautiful and i i love everything that cars has brought me but now i realize that it's not just cars It, it it's it had to i had to change internally to understand that it's not only cars I can have that same mentality with anything that I do, whether podcast. Hey, this dude has a podcast too. Oh, we'll bullshit about podcasts. I'll have podcast friends. We'll grow relationships to that. So it's not like, you know, it's... It's interesting that you touched on that because um, I had a conversation with my buddy because he was talking about the podcast and he's like, man, I'm glad you did the first episode. Keep it going. Don't beat yourself up, you know? And I, in that moment talking to him, I realized anything I've ever done has never been good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? When I used to DJ back in the day, I, re- I was telling him, I remember my goal was to be a Power 106 DJ. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, if I put my full effort into it, I probably could have became that Power 106 DJ. But yeah. in my head, I was never good enough. Like, I critiqued myself so much that I was like, nah, you still have this flaw. And and that f- everyone's going to hear that flaw, which yeah. to be honest with you, no one's probably ever heard any of the flaws that I find for myself. You yeah. Know? It's the same with the car stuff. People like, thankfully, I built that coupe, and a lot of people I think know about that coupe. But to be honest with you, in my opinion, that car was trash. If I was gonna redo it all again today, if I started from scratch with the same goal, because I definitely don't have the same goal, I'd, I'd build it completely different now. But if my goal was to just kill it and build something that was sick, I'd definitely build something way better. You know what I'm saying? So for the people that do know the car, I appreciate where it's brought me in the community, the people I've met, the fact that I can go somewhere and then they can recognize who I am based on that car. And now we can meet each other. And I mean, I got friends all over the place now, all because of this car that I never even built to my full potential, you know? So sometimes I wonder if I would have treated DJing that same way, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be the best DJ, but maybe I'd be just as well known in the DJ world. Yeah. Where all the DJs that I looked up to know who I am. Or the Power 106 DJ at the time, who I thought was the craziest DJ, maybe we'd have a podcast together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I never know. But the thing is that I don't want to, I need to stop selling myself short. Yeah. So with the podcast, it's probably the first time I'm going in, going, you know what, your first, your first two episodes are crap. Who cares? Keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't think that they were. From podcasting, the mm-hmm. first podcast that you did, I I thought that it was raw and it, the point got across. The reason of why you're starting a podcast, knowing that this is your first podcast mm-hmm. and just you're just trying to work out the kinks. That's just like anything, man. Yeah. But it's just taking out and, and doing it. But, and So that's a perfect example. Like, after I listened to the first podcast, I told John, like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to do this. And he was just like, what? <laughs> no, nah, man, put it out there. Just keep going. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't want to sell myself short. Even if it's crap for 93 episodes. Not that yours is. Yeah. But yeah I'm saying, yeah. like, I'm, I, I need, I owe it to myself to get that far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think, I think it'll be cool. No, I definitely will, dude. You have really good conversation and insight on things, and that's why we always vibe together is because yeah. the way that we think about things is, is very similar. And it being just us being, uh, you know, Hispanic or from SoCal or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, there's 
there's only a few guys that i click with on this type of level yeah. and it's, it makes me think like okay cool i get what kind of guy yeah dave is now but so, so you want to go back to the hip-hop on the one thing that we probably won't click on yeah how, how you feeling with temperature you want me to put that air up a little yeah, bit yeah i'm good I'm are good. you sure yeah is my head glistening no no no, because i'm a little hot oh go ahead all right trust me bro so, i can't i can't get cold bust a freestyle real quick though. all right ready <laughs> <laughs> so while frank's gone uh i guess i'll just tell you guys that uh i think he's doing a great job with his podcast and if you're listening to this you probably think he is too thank you um but i think uh, especially knowing the guys that you've had on here and will have on here it, it's cool to see that side of the community mix with your side of the community you know you're you're bridge you're you're creating bridges right now i don't know if you realize that or not yeah your your demographic i've always told you that your demographic's a little younger you're definitely a part of that whole social media world and the guys that you can reach are before that time yeah i i, I consider myself one of those before that time guy you know I'm not the YouTuber. I'm barely getting on podcasts, and I haven't even been listening to them for that long. Um, there's so much stuff that happens on YouTube that I've never even thought to look at. You know, yeah. like, I got homies that build that have rebuilt their own house, right? Yeah. I'm like, dude, how'd you learn how to do all this? They're like, I just watched uh, how-to <laughs> shit on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. what? Get out of here, bro. And they're like, no, seriously. I redid my walls, re- you know, recess lighting flooring all this shit because of youtube yeah you know so i'm definitely late when it comes to that stuff you know what i mean there's still time bro uh, podcasting right now is uh, as much as people don't want to believe it it's it's at its infancy oh yeah if you compare podcasting to another form of social media if you want to call it mm-hmm. or communication it's definitely in the new kid on the block so you're coming in at the perfect time dude it's good yeah it, it, the podcast was a little bit of me going hey stop being such an old man yeah you know what i mean yeah the forum thing happened on accident, dude. Like the the me getting into cars and then being on the forums and being a part of the community, that was an accident. I tell people all the time. I have been on since the Honda Tech days, but I wasn't on on the uh the uh the hybrid JP days. Yeah. I wasn't around for that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I kind of just got lucky at the time that I came in at, I think. And then the people that I talked to, you know, I still felt like I was the young kid on the block when i got into the car stuff yeah uh, a lot of the dudes that were known when i got in they've they were around cars way longer than me you know and it wasn't that i didn't i didn't have that passion for cars for a long time i just didn't get into building hondas till later yeah you know what i'm saying i've like i said i've been in a car since i was a kid and i think that that kind of shown like you know you could see that from the way that i was doing car stuff so for in that sense people kind of let me in a little bit but i think that you're bridging the two worlds right now okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute yo what's up fool make sure you check out downstar for all of your dress up knees get it popping over here we have all the kiss for the k series the b series the transmission the mounts the engine the toro baby we have the hardware for the seats for the stereo we got it for the speakers we got it for the lug nuts we got it for the air valves we got it for everything dog so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fuck 
fucking balls in this bitch hit us up downstoring.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hell yeah, dude. I'm trying, bro. And a lot of this, these people that I'm able to have on, it's the uh, relationships that I've built with them over the 10 plus years of just Mm -hmm. not being a fucking lame. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's basically what it comes down (laughs) to. You know, a lot of these guys, they're very prominent in the community and they can tell the, the real from the fake. And, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm the fucking baddest or realest person. I'm just me and whether you like me or not, you know, so when I'm able to reach out to these guys, whether it's like Ryan or or even like a Joey or something like that, reach out to them and for them to want to come down and and do it like, dude, I I appreciate that shit so much. I think that uh, people need to swallow their pride, too, even if it's someone that's like, say, been around for a really long time and, 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 you know they did this car stuff a long time ago and you decide to have them on, even if they're like, uh, I've never listened to one of your podcasts or I don't know any of the people that are going to listen to your podcast. They got to swallow their pride and be like, man, this dude's asking me to come be on a podcast that he can ask anyone to be on. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, regardless. You know what I mean? So I think that with that, with that being said, from your standpoint, like, uh anyone should be happy to be here you thank know you saying? man thank you they definitely should to tell their story and, and what they've done you know yeah i i think that um within the these hundred episodes i've learned a lot and i think the next hundred are going to be what what's what shows everybody what i see in my mind yeah. you know the picture yeah. in my head is already created and i know where this is going to go but i need everybody to come along with right. me so you tapped on something that you need to um you need to have have a talk with the inner old man inside of you yeah so let's get back to this hip-hop talk (laughs) (laughs) what's uh Uh, what's your feelings on uh, (laughs) i can tell you where i'm at on just one one comment okay I know you're a little peep fan. Yeah. I don't even know who little peep is. That's a Re- shame. Except for rest in peace. I know, you know, yeah. a life was lost is all yeah. that I know about it. You know what I mean? But I do not know anything about little peeps music. That's sad because little peep would be like the worst example. His music is nothing compared to his name. Like the right. littles. Like his music would be if I I don't know if you were a fan of like uh like punk rock rock and roll um warp yeah. tour style kind of I, I'm not, emo but stuff I do understand the the mixture of it all and and why someone like yourself who's been into the different music would appreciate that that's what his music would have been yeah. somebody who grew up in that era around emo punk rock kind of right. kind of post hardcore music. And also had a love for, you know, 808s and sick beats and things like that. So so his matchup was, I would kind of compare it to like uh, Kurt Cobain, you Got know, it. like one of those diamonds in the rough. That's why it's such a shame that, that he ended up passing as early as he did. He but, probably wasn't even at his peak yet. Oh, dude, no, bro. But uh, you could listen to the pain in his music. You know, I, I'm sure you're very into lyrics. Yeah. If you were to do a, a lyrical breakdown of him, you you would say, 
why did anybody fucking help this dude out? Yeah. Because the things that he's talking about are more f- focused on, on hurt and feelings rather than a better example would be Little Pump. Mm. That would be a better example of, you know, like kid turn up music and yeah. just talking about drugs and Zans and things like that, you know? So my thing with music is the same thing like with the car stuff where I love music, period. You know, I can appreciate all types of music. So just because I would never tag in my engine bay doesn't mean I can't appreciate it, yeah. right? And, and that, I think that's one of the things that makes me um, able to do such a good job at judging the Weakfest show is because I can appreciate the effort and the, the, and the process of the build, even if it's not my style. So same with music. Just because I, I am not, I don't like how little pump or little peep might sound I can understand the efforts and the and and what goes into it. Yeah. So hearing that this kid was pouring his heart and soul into a, a track and and no one could see it sucks. Yeah, I mean? dude. It definitely sucks. And and so I've never been like, man, Frank's whack because he likes a little peep. Yeah. Because I'm I'm sure that there's something going on that I'm missing. You know. Yeah. When it comes to music, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm. I'm an advocate for 90s hip hop, you know what I'm saying? But I know that the guys that were in hip hop in the 80s think that's the golden era, not the 90s, right? Yeah. So everyone has their perspective on it. So with the newer music, I might not be able to rock it in my car, but it doesn't mean that I don't try to find what's good about it, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure that based on the things that you've said and that you've shown before, Lil Peep was probably a good example of it. Yeah. Peep is definitely somebody that I would recommend you checking out um, just to understand, like, what his impact was. But I'll, I'll check it out, especially because of the mixture of the, the genres, if you Yeah, will. it's very I, I crazy. Yeah, I love that, you know, like you said, you're getting emo music and you're turning it with hip-hop and you're putting it in the blender and you're getting all the... And now you have a new sound, and I like that. Yeah, a totally new sound. It's... It's kind of, I would kind of put it on the same as like the uh, Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit kind of era, how that was more rock rap. Yeah, and even at that time, I remember I was kind of like, what are these dudes doing? But I mean, I didn't knock it either, you know? Yeah. Luckily, Limp Biscuit had a song with Method Man, and I think that's what kind of (laughs) validated. Yeah. If Meth is getting on this track, this dude's got to be doing something, Yeah. you know? So, I mean, it's all in, in, in the ties that people make, right? Yeah, and I think that if you're from the outside looking in and you see my taste of music, you probably just think that I, I don't even know much about music. But, dude, I've been I've been an enthusiast of music ever since I was a child, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my cousin that I have on all the time, Prep, he put me on because he was about four years older than me. So, dude, in 10, 12 years old, I'm, I'm listening to, like, Big L, Mob Deep, you mm-hmm. know, Cannabis and... You know, stuff that wasn't even really mainstream to... Yeah, in our era, it wasn't as to, simple to as us. going online. You, you know? know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever was played on the radio, and that it, stuff wasn't always played on the radio. It wasn't. And did you see the Wu-Tang Cup right yeah. there, dude? Like, <laughs> I had a Wu-Tang necklace from sixth grade until I was a senior. Every yearbook picture I had I that lo- necklace I love on. seeing all your old Wu- <laughs> Wu-Tang throwbacks, dude. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> That's why I'm like, you can't discredit Frank when it comes to music. This dude was rocking woo way back there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and it's cool. Um, I remember you used to be like one of the dudes that always like would would push 6'9". Yeah. And I remember I was like, why the fuck is Frank 
pushing this dude? Like, yeah. How is he listening to this garbage? I'm yeah. like, I think he just likes the fact that there's six nine all over his body. <laughs> yeah. and he thinks it's funny, you know? Yeah. I, I I seriously thought that, and then there's I'm like, you know what? And and I I'll tell you right now, it was because of you that I was like, let me go listen to a six nine track real yeah. quick. And I'm not gonna say that I didn't like it, but that was hip hop. Yeah. For the people that know hip hop for what it's for. That was hip-hop. Now, the OG hip-hop heads are probably going to hate on it, but let, let's break it down a little bit. 6 9 brought a new style, right? Mm-hmm. And hip-hop, that's very important, new style. He brought a different delivery. Delivery is very important in hip-hop. He was in your ear, he was loud, and he was getting a message across. Yeah. What What about that's not hip-hop? Not only that is the, the whole lifestyle of it. That's ultra-fucking-hip-hop. Yeah. Chains and drama and shooting yeah. and fucking... You know, just wilding out and not being able to go to events and, you know, fighting backstage. Like, that's fucking... Yeah. That's DMX. You yeah, know? so for the people that are like, oh, 6 9 was garbage, or now that they want to sit here and call him a... A, a, cell, a snitch. A, a snitch. Yeah. Bro, you can say whatever you want about 6 9 being a snitch, but based off of what I just told you earlier... I guarantee you the people that he had to cover for weren't writing for him the way he was writing for them. Yeah. So why the fuck would he sit in jail and rot for the rest of his life over over people that wouldn't do it for him? Mm-hmm. Maybe they were even the ones that set him up, you exactly. know? And it's so hard because that's like the code of the streets is do not snitch, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've never been part of the the street code to that level because i never was involved in you know street things or whatever so my feelings on that is like yeah i i would never snitch but if you put me in a position where some dudes set me up to get robbed we're trying to fuck my lady behind my back or whatever it was you know there could be that other side of me where it's like you know what fuck this street shit i'm a fucking man shit fuck you guys I'm not going down. You're going yeah. down. You I mean, know? I've definitely taken the rap, I think, for stuff I shouldn't have. You know what I mean? On hindsight. But I definitely am not stupid. If mm-hmm. I see that you're trying to, one, fuck with my lady, right away, I ain't, I ain't, I'll fucking paint the whole picture if you're trying to fuck with my lady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll send you pictures. I'll draw it out. I'll explain <laughs> you exactly how the whole, went di- uh, whole thing went down. Because you wanted to talk about, if you really want to talk about street code, Number one street code for me before not snitching is don't fuck with someone's lady. Or, yes, set me up. Yeah, and then number two, don't ever set me up, homie. (laughs) So who's breaking what codes here? Everybody's breaking codes. Even when you get, like, some of the real hip-hop heads or, like, you know, like, someone like Snoop, right? He's like, oh, 6 9 a a snitch. And I'm like, dude, I I love Snoop, but you're going to sit here and call him a snitch after what you've been through? I know Snoop's taking the ride for shit he shouldn't have done. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, thankfully now that's why he can be a Long Beach Crip for life because he's done shit for the Crips that they can't take back. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like 6 9 um, I'm not going to jail for life for anybody, bro. Not now that I have kids and a wife. Yeah. If you did some shit wrong, don't expect me to take the rap for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think other than that, one of the biggest attractions to me was, pause, was that um, the marketing aspect of it. And that's what I couldn't understand why people who like marketing as much as I do, admire it as much as I do. Like, how do you guys not understand this? This guy's pimping the whole fucking scene 
in front of our eyes. Six nine and Cardi B, man, pimped it. And, and I think that there's a there is people maybe because of where six nine wanted up, they don't want to act like they're supporting a snitch, but they'll say it about Cardi B. Mm-hmm. They'll say like, dude, she came in here and basically just sold everybody on her. You know what I mean? From a marketing standpoint, from a business standpoint, nobody's done it better than her. She went from nobody gives a fuck about this person to everyone's buying whatever she's selling. Yep. You know? From what? From being a stripper, then loving hip hop, and then just music. Like, it's undeniable. And And I get it from their end of it because they're the old guy, right? Just like I'm the old guy and I'm sitting here going, all these YouTube car builders, I don't know if they're true car builders. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's how they're looking at it. But again, it's all in how much you open your eyes, how much you open your mind to everything going on in the world. You can't be the negative guy at home that's just angry that people are getting somewhere. You need to figure out if there's, maybe there's a little bit of some of that you need to take. And Mm -hmm. maybe there is some of it that you need to just write off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't just say that they're doing it all wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a perfect example, dude. Because the YouTube community, they get so much shit, dude. Yeah. And I'm just like, how can you look at these kids in their their mid-20s or, you know, early 20s and shit on them when you had even more opportunities than they had and you didn't fucking do anything with it? Yeah, the, the only part of the whole YouTube craze that's got me a little like, uh, is the sense of entitlement yeah and the instant gratification yep that's the only two things no one's entitled to anything in my opinion i don't ever walk around or go into any room anywhere and assume that i'm entitled to something i don't care where i'm at i don't do that yeah i don't think anyone should do that and the second thing is i don't give a fuck about likes i don't the people that like me i hope they understand me and they like me for who i am straight up the people who don't like me, you better have a good reason why you don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't not like me on some stupid ass shit. You know, if we just never see eye to eye, you have the right to not like me. That's cool. We don't have to like each other. Yeah. You know, but the instant gratification, that's the shit that always kills me, man. Like that, that, that almost like this, that's the only reason why you're doing it. Then it's just stop. yeah i see that in a lot of people not even the younger youtubers the older youtubers but then i see some youtubers say as like um mickey from uh throttle that i just Mm -hmm. had him on a few ago and that dude's like he's an og just like like us he's the perfect example yeah the perfect example i'll tell you the story about mickey and, and and the youtubing thing so my really good friend um daniel uh we're building a z together so he's not a car guy in the sense that he's not in the car community at all doesn't follow car guys doesn't he knows who you are because i've talked to him and now he listens to your podcast that's probably how he knows who you are you know what i mean but he doesn't know like he could be outside of your door right now and you wouldn't know who he is because he's never even gone to a car event he just went to his first week fest like oh shit you know what i mean yeah but since we're building a car together, he's definitely doing his research and paying attention. And he's a car guy in the sense that he's always liked cars and he knows what he likes about cars and he's down a wrench by himself, but he's not part of the community. If got you, you. Yeah. Got it. So um, he hits me up one day and he goes, hey, do you know this guy named Mickey? He's got the same last name as you. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know Mickey. How do you know who Mickey is? And he's like, what are you talking about? This dude's got like one of the biggest YouTube channels on youtube i'm like what 
<laughs> yeah he's like yeah it's called throttle you you know who are you sure you know who mickey is and then i was like i, I know who mickey is bro you can ask him because he says his name different than i do and mm-hmm. i always bust his balls about it right and then i'm like damn dude am i really that far off of youtube that i didn't even know that mickey's got this like crazy youtube channel yeah oh, i'm drop my phone go over. ahead dog anyway so so back to it i, uh, I got you so I started paying attention to what Mickey was doing. And and honestly, I was like, in my head, I was like, damn, shout out to Mickey because he is one of the older guys for sure. And he's taken this thing and he's basically gone to the new school, right? And from a hip hop standpoint, it's like, Jay, that's what Jay-Z's done. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z's an old guy and he's figured out how to sustain in a new world, you know? Yeah. And, and I've always said anybody that can do that. Is here for the long haul. Yeah. So when I saw where Mickey was at, I was like, oh, shit. And then sure enough, when I listened to the podcast, I was like, that's even better than I thought. Because yeah. Mickey had his own doubts. Mickey yeah. was one of those dudes that looked at YouTube like, really, bro? Like, YouTube? Mm-hmm. But again, he stopped being the old man and said, let me think about it a little differently. Yeah. And look at where he's at now. Yeah. You know? And I think that all of us older guys need to kind of pay attention to that. Where can we... Where can we change how we see things and where can we do our justice in the community by doing new things? You yeah. Know? And that's how I um, that's how I envision like uh, hip hop is that these new guys that are out now, they're doing what they think is cool. Because mm-hmm. that's what hip hop is, man. It's about doing whatever the fuck you want to do, you know, just expressing your own self and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And when the older guys are looking at the newer guys doing this shit i'm just like dude first of all if you have any beef to what they're doing maybe you can be the og that they need kick them some game spend some time with them understand what their lifestyle is about and then you and then you get it yeah but you can't sit in the background and just look at what's going on and shit on it and do nothing about it it's and special like you were saying with Jay, dude. Like Jay's always working the background, helping out people and putting yeah. people into positions, and, and just being the OG that the community needs. Right. That brings up a good point. So let's be real. When it comes to this car community, there's a lot of people that have been in this car scene for a long time, right? There's people who will say that they care about the community and they want to see growth in the community. If you really care that much about it, you're going to do your part for that growth, right? Yeah. So if you're not discrediting this community, if you actually value it, then you should want to do your part to help it grow, even years later. Mm -hmm. So all those old dudes that are sitting there knocking the new guys, they're not trying to figure out a way to do their part. So you really don't give a shit about the community in the first place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You give a shit about your section of the community and that's it. Yeah, and then you might even be a little bitter because you're worried that your section is going to fizzle away and pe- uh, there's going to become a point where people don't even remember your section. Yeah. In both music and in cars, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. So are you going to be the Jay-Z of your car community and actually try to help the new guys and figure out how to relate to them and figure out how to change and, and figure out how to help it grow? Or are you just going to be the old guy that's slowly withering away? Yeah. You know? And that's the choice that people make. You know, you you can end up in whatever situation that you want. If you want to be stubborn, that's cool. Be like that. Mm-hmm. But when 
nobody's asking for you no one's asking your opinion no one looks at you you're not on anybody's top 50 list like right that's your fault yeah that's nobody else do you, you want to be uh one of the greats that was always remembered or do you want to be the one of the people that was around the greats that got forgotten yeah no 100 percent, dude so speaking of lists who's on your top five for hip-hop, hip-hop. Oof. Top five is always hard for me. I, I'm one of the most indecisive people you'll ever meet. Just some, not but, in, not but in any order. W- without thinking of it, not in any order. Uh, Nas, Pun, um, shit. I'm trying to think if we're talking about lyrically or if we're talking about. It's in general because I know that Big L's definitely up there. Obviously, I, in my opinion, gone way before his yeah. prime. You know. Um. If I got to do it on the West Coast, I'm going to put Dre up there on my top five. And it's not necessarily for what he did lyrically, but what for he did for the music. Impact? Yeah. Because the West Coast is definitely a huge part of everything. Yeah. Um, and did I say Biggie already? No, not uh, yet. Biggie's definitely on my top five always. So you're, uh, you're kind of like me in a sense where you gravitated towards uh, East Coast more yeah. than West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me so, too, dude. So... Uh, I'm sure you know this, and and the people that know me listening know I'm I'm like a huge East Coast fan. Yeah, I love East Coast, and even though I was raised on the West Coast, I spent a lot of my youth in the East Coast because that's where family's always been. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though my love for music happened during the East and West Coast beef, the West Coast music represents a part of my life that I've outgrown. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The whole need to be hard, to to be uh, looking like a gangster, to intimidate people—that's a part of my life I want to outgrow. Yeah. When I listen to West Coast gangster rap, that's what it reminds me of. So it's rare that I do that anymore. People, when people are like, "Oh, what kind of music do you like?" It's rare I listen to West Coast gangster rap because I'm, I've outgrown that. The side of hip hop that I love—that's kicking knowledge that's telling stories that's showing growth wanting to get out of that lifestyle that the east coast had i still relate to that yeah you know what i mean so that's why i definitely gravitate towards east coast hip-hop um especially if we're talking about lyrically yeah east coast was always i mean hip-hop's let's be let's be honest hip-hop was born in the bronx Mm -hmm. so you have to gravitate towards the east coast that's that's where it's born you know, it's almost like not including SoCal in the car industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So hip hop was born in the East Coast. On the West Coast, we sold a whole different type of music. And that's what's cool about it. It was a whole different genre. It was a whole different sound. And so for that, I always will have respect for the West Coast music. But when we're talking about lyrically and and just on straight skill definitely east coast always yeah it's the impact that east coast had on my life not only music wise but just like how i dress the way that i thought my slang it was always east yeah. coast dude yeah, because yeah, the west coast yeah it i love the west coast dude and i love what it has to offer but when you say top five my my main my mind doesn't even come anywhere close yeah and that's why like i west said coast. top five i put dre in there and obviously jay's not he's not the best lyricist by any means but 
what he did for music he's definitely i put him in top five yeah. every time and just to even think of me because how music impacted me what what formed my life and what i gravitated towards mm-hmm. i can't even think of somebody that i would look up to in the west coast as like an og mm-hmm. rather than somebody in the east coast yeah you know i always say like game for instance Mm -hmm. game never developed and still hasn't developed in my opinion into the og that i feel like the west coast needs i i always feel like game is still into the the nonsense hasn't grown out of the Mm -hmm. bullshit and never really capitalized on the position that he could have had yeah the game is definitely still very childish in a lot of ways what has more growing to do what what's a shame is i really fuck with the game and i i fuck with like his delivery and and he's a he's a good lyricist his sound yeah yeah so if he was able to step away from from that side of things and took like more of a a nipsey rest in peace role dude game could have been on a lot of people's top five off the bat so i was just gonna say um since you brought that up I was going to say Nipsey was the only person, in my opinion, that was on that approach. Mm-hmm. And he, the sad part is he was barely starting. If you gave him the opportunity for another one, two albums, he would have became that person for the West Coast for sure. Yeah. And I honestly hoped that with Nipsey's passing, it would change the game a little bit. Yeah. His mentality and flow, what he was rapping about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The game is still trying to be the the gangster rapper from compton that's doing new version of the old gangster rap we need him more to be the west coast rapper who is who is rapping about the mindset change yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah definitely and uh the time might come uh, hopefully hopefully sooner than later i'm not writing him off you know i still fuck with the game and and i want to see him succeed but if you see a track with the game Mustard and YG, I kind of put all of them on an equal playing field yeah. because I feel like they all just have the same mentality. They're just selling that that feel good track. Yeah, they're, they're honestly just selling the party rocker. Like, let me bump this while I dip in my ride, or let me bump this while we're at the the, the backyard party. Yeah, backyard exactly. Boogie, you know. But if I'm trying to get some knowledge from somebody, that's I can't no. check on that. You yeah. know. I would have to go more towards like on the West Coast. I would probably say a Kendrick, even though as much as I don't want to say it, it, it is Kendrick. He's just a little lost on his message. I think. Yeah, I think f- for me, how I don't give Kendrick as much as maybe other people would, is that I feel like his message isn't uh, digestible to the youth. Right. There's still stuff that's hard for me to understand unless I have a lyrical breakdown, you know, and I'm somebody that's just been infatuated with lyrics ever since I was a child. Right. And it's still so hard for me to grasp it. And it takes somebody like the Joe Budden podcast to break it down for me to understand like, oh, shit, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't consider myself an unintelligent person in in this space. Mm-hmm. Like I've been around forever, dude, but he's just not putting it to the the youth to make them change their idea right about and i think that he's also not in his prime yet either oh really yeah no i I think he's got a little bit more in him i'm excited to see that dude because Uh, he's made some waves already yeah no i i hope so at least you know i think he's got a lot more to him he's i mean it's hard these guys get rich and famous quick 
So then where's their mind at? Yeah. You know, hopefully they, they can still find the space to, to push the message out. Yeah. I don't know how how detached um, Kendrick is from being so accessible where you would see him at a mall or something like that. But from as much as I pay attention to uh, that that genre of music and that um, that culture is that I kind of put him on the same level as like, a jay-z or i will really never see him it's not that relatable to me yeah no yeah it, it's true he's it's not relatable but then you take it to the east coast dude and i could name people for days man yeah. you know people that had an impact on my life and the way that i've seen them change and evolve and to see how they're putting people uh under their wing and just somebody like puff you never yeah. put Puff in the conversation as a lyrical person. No. But as far as having like an impact and having... I mean, he's been just as impactful as Dre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about the people that he's put out. Yep. It's like ridiculous. And you know? the way that he handles business and just yeah. the, the moves that he's making is on the same level as a Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think some of the motivation for Jay-Z came from Puff mm -hmm. as far as the behind the scenes help. You know, I think Puff was one of the first people that started doing that. Yeah. You know, and then Jay-Z just has, he might be a, a few steps ahead of Puff in the sense that his reach is, is has been crazy. This cosign, dude. Yeah. There's no better cosign than, than yeah, Jay. I mean, the people that he knows and the, and the network that he has. I mean, imagine if Jay-Z had a podcast, the people he could ask to sit down. Obama, like you were saying yeah, earlier. You know what I'm saying? Have Obama so, on. So, you know? And that's that's where i see like the west coast lacking a lot and dude i would love to back somebody on yeah. the west coast as hard as i would back somebody on the east yeah, but yeah. the only thing the the closest that i would have would be drake and he's not even originally from mm -hmm. out here no yeah but speaking of drake what are your thoughts on him uh my thoughts on drake honestly are he's the people that he's the person that people love to hate you yeah know what i mean uh, a lot of people don't know this, but as much as I'm into hip hop, I also really like R&B and slow jams. Like, yeah, that's always been my thing. I I used to make these uh, R&B like uh, mix CDs, and so like on the CDs, it was always just like, you know, track one to track twenty. This is like you're, you're getting it with this CD. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. For sure. This is setting the mood. Yeah. So I've always been into R&B. So the first time I heard Drake and I was like, wait, this guy can rap and sing his own cut? Like, yeah. This is sick. And most dudes are going to sit here and try and talk shit. And this is the also goes back to the whole trying to look hard and, and you know, everyone's got this image to sell, right? They can't act like they like the softer dude. Yeah. They need to talk shit about it. So... Again, he's the person that everybody loves to hate, but I guarantee you 95% of the people talking shit about Drake have his song in their playlist. Yep. You know what I mean? Something. Something. They've 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 enjoyed a track whether they you know, they didn't want to share it or not or whatever it may be. I think he's definitely made some lame songs. I'm not saying everything that he touches is great, yeah. but I think that he's definitely one of the better rappers out right now and he produces one of the better tracks. But Again, he's the he's the person everyone loves to hate. And in, in any community, there's always the guy that people love to hate, you know? Yeah. I feel like he's the go-to. You're totally right about that, especially from somebody who's not really as seasoned in the culture of hip-hop. Mm -hmm. As soon as you just bring up Drake, like, ah, Drake, you know? But yeah. it's just and, like... And it's also because he's so readily available. Everyone wants to have a track with Drake. 
Yeah. And people knock that. Again, you knock you're knocking the the hustle. You're knocking the person who's out there more, you know? People don't want to see other people shine. Yeah. So if you if you're shining too hard like Drake where there's five, six songs that he's on at the same time on the radio, you're like, fuck this dude. Yeah. But why? Because he's that good? Yeah. You're, you're mad because he's good <laughs> enough to sell all these tracks? Yeah. So it's just, I, 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 t- I say it all the time. The things that people don't like is always their own insecurity, you know? And it's crazy to think about people going through life not liking stuff just because there's something they're jealous of or something that they don't like about themselves that makes them not like things. Damn, that's crazy that you say that, dude. That's fucking deep, dude. It's crazy, but it's true. Anytime I don't like something, I want to make sure I have a reason not to like it. Yeah. You know, why don't I like that? Is it because I'm mad that I'm not that person? Is it because I'm mad that I couldn't do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? The average person, this is a perfect example, bring it all back into a circle. The average person, if they had that situation that I had with you over the bolts, would be like, I fucking can't stand that guy. Yeah. Selling all those bolts when I was here trying to be unique. Yeah. Have I ever given you that vibe? No. Why would I be mad that you were able to grow a business that can provide for your family over something that I didn't want to share? Yeah. That shit makes me happy as hell, bro. I'm like, dude, my stupid ass didn't want to share what me and my friends were doing. You were able to build a business and share it with the world. <clears throat> so I, I can't knock it. But again, the average person would be mad about it. Yeah. And so that's my thing. You you can't be upset over things that you're jealous of or you don't understand. You need to have a true reason to dislike things. You know? Yeah, it's so good that you said that, dude, because I've had to check myself so many times, even as of late, something that I don't like whether it's somebody who's doing podcasting or something, I say like, oh, how the fuck did that guy get that guest or something? But then I'm just like, damn, you're looking at it at a real stupid way right now, bro. You know, and it's just internally having a battle that's, because like I say, that person that's in me, that's never going to leave. That person lives inside of me. It lives inside of everybody. That negative person, that person who's just as a temper, just wants to talk shit. I mean, if i was still that person i would be talking shit about who i am right now right you know yeah what the fuck does this guy think he has a fucking podcast who wants to listen to that shit you know that that dude's still inside of me Mm -hmm. but i try to keep him on check as much as possible and i know those that those people exist that's why when i was thinking about doing a podcast i'm like dude i don't really want to do a podcast because everyone's gonna be like why the fuck should i listen to this guy yeah who makes him so great that i need to listen to him why yeah. does his opinion matter why do i need to listen to that you know like i sat there and i basically beat myself up to the point where i was like can i still do the podcast knowing that there might be people saying this right yeah there might be people going why would i want to listen to this guy talk why do i care about what he thinks who does he think he is to have a podcast yeah if he can have a podcast i can have a podcast yep. right all these things i thought about and i was like okay so that guy doesn't listen those guys don't listen that's fine because my message wouldn't get across to them anyway my message wouldn't benefit them yes and i'm only doing this to benefit the people who are willing to take it in yeah you know what i'm saying otherwise i could just sit around like i said a coffee shop and have conversation the only reason why i'm recording it is for the one guy at home that's going all right cool i never thought of that it's a good point yeah you know what i'm saying you're right and for the growth for maybe when we talk like this, maybe you're going to go back and be like, 
every time I don't like something, I'm going to give myself three, three reasons why I don't like it. You know what I mean? And if I don't have three good reasons, I'm never going to act like I don't like it anymore. Yeah. It's not food. You know what I'm saying? You can take a bite of something and go, oh, I don't like it right away. I don't like it. Don't eat that shit again. Who yeah. cares? But in life, you can't treat everything like that. You know what I'm saying? And let me ask you this, whether it be music, food, clothing, cars, how many times have you not liked something and then later on liked it? So many fucking times. I would always clown my sister's music and say it was trash. And then they're my favorite band. <laughs> there you go. You see what I'm saying? So if you sat there and gave yourself three reasons why you didn't like something, you couldn't come up with the three reasons. Now you won't push it away. And then all of a sudden you get, you'll enjoy it sooner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll get to that point sooner than later. And you're, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Just letting your stubbornness win. Right. Yeah. I feel you, dude. I've been like that with people. No lie, dude. I've been like that with people where I'm just like, I don't like this dude. I don't have a reason, but you know what? I, I don't have beef with the person. I just don't like them. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to acknowledge them. I'm not going to anything. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, how stupid is that? Yeah. That's fucking dumb. So now instead it's like, well, let me really see if I have a reason not to like this person. And if I really don't like him, if I have three good reasons why I don't fuck with this person, then cool. I just don't fuck with them. I, again, I don't have to have beef with them. Yeah. But I just don't fuck with them. And the majority of the time with that mindset, I'll learn to like that person i'll realize that the reason i didn't like him was so insignificant so stupid that it doesn't matter you know what i mean and then now look at now i got you know a, a bigger um network and community and people i can talk to and, and people to know you yeah know what i mean you're just slowing down your own growth when you put that many roadblocks up dude right at the end of the day all this stuff we're talking about is about growth and if you're not trying to grow then i don't know what you're doing in life yeah no, definitely, dude. Fuck, this is a deep-ass combo, bro. <laughs> Hopefully people uh, get some gems I, I, out honestly, of it, Honestly, dude, like, uh, I'm hesitant to talk to, to about stuff like that. Uh, I With you, I will, because we connect on that, yeah. that level, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's people at home that are like, this motherfucker is tripping, or he's on some other shit. I don't even... Yeah, you know but you're mean? right. It's just that they haven't reached that level of um, thinking about things at mm -hmm. this way, and... I'm not a professional at it. I just started having yeah. a different outlook on life. I'd say within the last three years, if that. It's like I tell people the things that I've seen in life, the the bullets I've dodged, if you will. Yeah. The the stuff I've been without have taught me that you need to grow mentally. You know what I'm saying? Um, hate, anger, dislike, negativity all comes... I feel like maybe it's just in in the in where we're raised in in our environment all come natural. Mm -hmm. So why avoid why why not try to outgrow that? Why wouldn't you avoid all those things? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If I had the same mentality that I had when I was a kid, I'd be someone with a record, having a lame ass job, not making any money with with nothing that I love. Yeah, you know what I mean. I pretty much have whatever I want. I go do whatever I want to do. But it's because of my mentality and the things, the way I see things that have gotten me there. Yeah. I don't think um, a lot of people have had that pleasure of figuring themselves out and figuring that like the, the bad things that they were focused on are really stopping them from growing. But the easiest way I see it is like 
look, if you see me doing selling gay-ass bolts or doing a stupid podcast and you're smarter than me, you could sell better than me, like, do it, bro. Mm -hmm. If I can motivate you, somebody that hates me to do it, like that's only going to better your life and that's my that's my goal anyways yeah. is to help everybody you know talk about this shit and let's get it out i'm not i'm not an expert i'm just telling people the the lessons that i've learned and what's helped me get get further in life and if that information can help you out whether you take it in as negative or positive if that causes you to make a change but yeah. like just like the youtube guys you know the yeah. older ogs well i could build a better car cool Build a better car and get somebody to edit it and record it and put it up. And then you will see how hard the grind really is. Mm-hmm. And then that'll probably give you a different appreciation. Yeah, they're grinding on a different level. Maybe their grind isn't as much in, in the bolt turning, but it is in, in what they're doing and in the, in the message they're putting out. And, yeah. And, and constantly having videos to put out, you know? Yeah. I think in the simplest form for people to understand, if, you, if you're that naive still... The easiest way to look at it is why do bad things keep happening to negative people? Yeah. Why do they get in this hole where, fuck, I lost my job. I can't pay my bills. I got arrested. I don't have any friends. All these negative things. But then all the good things happen to positive people. I got a raise. I got a promotion. I own my own business. I bought the car that I want. I travel wherever I want to go. You know, like, yeah, it's there's no science to it. If you are yeah. always going down the wrong path, you're going to continue to go down the wrong path. If you yeah. try to get on the right path, you're going to go on the right path. And you even know? somebody with a different mentality gets on that wrong path that you're on, they could probably change it around quicker than you because when you get a flat tire and your whole day's ruined, to mm-hmm. them it's just like, okay, this is a small setback. It's going to send me back a couple hours or whatever of my time. But people let those small instances ruin their whole entire day and that's the growth and that's having an open mind i get bummed out all the time people if i got a flat tire in the morning i'm angry the whole fucking day bro i'm not even gonna lie to you everything is making me angry i'm just mad at the world and it's like if i didn't try to constantly be checking myself and go dude you're just pissed that you woke up with a flat tire yeah you know then every day would be like that if I can sit here and tell myself, you got a flat tire, just, you know, change the tire and move on. Yeah. You know, you got four other tires at home you can put on the car. You know, think of it like that. Yeah. If you literally just thought about it as, who cares? It's just a tire. I can put another wheel on it. If everything in life was just, I'll just throw another wheel on it, you would just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. If you looked at life as a person that is either going to try to make you do better or hold you down... Would you let somebody that's trying to hold you down hold you hold you down for a whole day with a flat tire? I was like, no, nah, you got to try a little harder than that, bro. Yeah, you know, you got to yeah. throw a little more at me to make me stop, to make me to make me ruin my day. Yeah, but like I said, dude, it's still it's still in, inside of us, and that's like it's not even just something that we learned. I feel it's more of like a DNA kind of thing. Yeah, you know. That- yeah, it is a DNA thing, and it's a situational thing. Um, so that you know, my local grocery store, where I, go, I go to the same grocery store every time I shop for groceries, mm-hmm. right? And there's this lady there that she's in a fucking shitty mood every single time I saw her. I mean, it's to the point, bro, where aisle ten will have a long ass fucking line, and she's in aisle eight with no one in line. Mm-hmm. 
because everybody shopping already knows that lady's a bitch and i don't want to go down her <laughs> oh shit that's how bad it is wow they put her at self-checkout because they're like well fuck it you're checking yourself out or you're gonna come get in line yeah and so my lady's always like dude that she's always such a bitch you know and she harps on it like fuck man why is she always such a bitch and yesterday i told her i go you know what you don't know what she's going through you know i'm like trust me i agree with you she's a bitch she's definitely causing enough drama to make one line be extra long with no one in her line yeah you know but there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason that she's that negative. And then she goes, well, she should be appreciative that she even has a job. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's just something small. You don't know if whatever's going on in her life is so bad that that job doesn't even mean shit anymore. That's yeah. that's that's the, the, the best thing going on. Yeah. You know, is her Ralph's job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yet, without it, if everybody complained about her, she'd probably get fired. And without that job, it would only make her life worse. Mm-hmm. But do you want to be the reason that her life gets even worse? You know, and this lady, I, I, w- I can't say that I, I would make that connection with her. But those are the people that sometimes you want to just walk by and be like, how's it going? Yeah. You know, like, hey, I noticed that you're just always kind of in, you're, you never smile. You know, you make it a positive thing. Yeah. I noticed you're never smiling. Like, you know, what's going on? Is there anything you would care to talk about? You yeah. Know? Whatever it may be. And yeah, you might think like, who the fuck's going to talk about something that serious at the grocery store? But I see this lady at least twice a week. Yeah. She, it's a familiar face at this point, you know? So you just have to sometimes look at it differently, you know? Just sometimes people need that spark. You know, and I think that that lady probably, her life probably sucks and she needs a spark. Yeah, you're you know? right about that, dude. And one time, um, well, one action thing that I always make sure that I do every time I interact with somebody, a uh, stranger at Starbucks or wherever it is, mm-hmm. I always ask them, how are they doing yeah. all the time? And one time I was at uh, one of the Mexican grocery stores. Uh, I'm sure you guys have them by you, but it's like uh, Vallarta. But uh-huh. there's there's a bunch of them. It's probably still you know? Gonzalez or whatever <laughs> parent company. Yeah, yeah, dude. So it's just you go to this when you want uh, stuff that's geared more towards Mexican culture. Yeah, carne asada, tortillas. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, that's the real place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then um, I went there and I told the lady, "Hey, how are you?" She's and then she's like, she almost got she got surprised and she almost got emotional. She's like, nobody's ever asked me that before I'm like what the fuck what do you mean it's so simple how you are know? you exactly yeah. dude and um you can see it on somebody's face they'll snap out of that zone mm-hmm. which is probably the zone that that lady's in you know i'm at work i'm doing my work nobody fucking blah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah and maybe in her eyes that she's not being rude but everybody that she talks to sh- they're rude to her Mm-hmm. Because she's rude to them, but without her knowing right. how she's acting to so people. So it's just a circle, a down, downpour. And that's what I'm talking about. You're still going down the wrong path. Yeah. And you're not helping anyone find the right path. Yeah. It's so simple. It's like uh, I tell people all the time. You know when you go into somewhere and they're like, you know, they're, they're, their job is to greet you. So it's the, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And then how many people go, fine, thanks, and they keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. I always tell myself, and I'm not saying I'm perfect and I do this every time because I'm in a rush a lot, but yeah. as often as you can remember, try to stop and go, I'm doing good. How are you? And wait for the person to respond. Yeah. No one's going to tell you I'm having a shitty day. But the way that they tell you, fine, 
okay, whatever. You might be able to read something out of it, you know? But the point is for you to go, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? You just took it from a normal, I'm getting paid to greet you and show you that I know you're here to a true, hello, how's it going today? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you open the door. If they, if that person, whether the conversation goes further than that or not, if every single person said, I'm fine, how are you doing today? It would start to uplift them a little bit. It's like a smile. You know, like they say, smiles are contagious. Yeah. Same thing. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing okay. You know, they're yeah. going to start to all of a sudden get a little more peppier. And then by the end of the day, you never know. They might be like, huh, today was a good day. I don't know why, but today was a good day. You make them feel like a human again. Dude. Right. And sometimes people that are in situations, not everybody gets to be selling bolts for a living, selling yeah. harnesses for a living. You know, you, you take people and you you make them no longer be the, the self-checkout. And now they're a person who's providing you some kind of a service, you know? Yeah. And, and I always tell people, you know, some of us have more of a drive that gets you in a different situation where you want to be. And some of us are, you know, we just work that job that gets our bills paid, you know? But we're all still people. Yeah. At the end of the day, none of that really matters as long as, like, they're having a a good quality life yeah as long as they're having some instances of happiness feeling happy right. or fulfilled whether what fulfills them would never fulfill me that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. as long as this person feels fulfilled right. and i always um i always compare that to the car community you know there's builds that i'll see like i was speaking of earlier there's nothing that somebody really shows me that kind of blows my mind right but if somebody's telling me about their car and I could see that excitement inside of them yeah. and hear the story that, yeah, I saved so long to buy this intake manifold. I'm so stoked. Even if I don't if I don't like that intake, if I don't fuck with that company or whatever, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with that because that's that's the the final product of it. Right. That's that's the um that's what ended up happening but that's not the journey i love the journey even Mm -hmm. more this person that just makes seven bucks an hour working at you know mcdonald's or something Mm -hmm. saved all that money so they can just buy this and bring it to the show and come Mm -hmm. early and they're washing their car and other people would think like why are you even washing this car it looks like a piece of shit but to that person that's one of their most prized possessions and if this can bring that person happiness I see the value in that rather than looking at it through the lens of my eyes and like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't build my car like that. Yeah. So at Weekfest, we made a new award for that reason. Uh, The award's called Judge's Choice. Mm -hmm. And we created the Judge's Choice Award because, oh, you know, there would be times where I'm like, dude, I really like this car. I'm not sure why. It's just well put together. The person put their heart and soul into it. But it's honestly not that great of a build on the aspect of all the other cars in the building or it's not that extensive of a build yeah. you know maybe they don't have anything done in the engine bay or the interior is completely bone stocked the way it came from the factory but you still want to recognize that car and give them recognition so we created that award for that purpose because we can give the judges award to the worst car in the building mm-hmm. if we think there's something good about it you know yeah. what i mean so you know stuff like that it's good it's exciting too because yeah. you, you start to look at cars a little differently yeah know? because i'm sure that that person they already know in their mind like yeah that car's nicer than mine that one's nicer than mine and they're kind of even though it's a great day for them they're still a little bummed out because they feel like they're out of out of the the talks of anything 
Well, it's not, and it's not just that. Like, I think some people, the message might come off as like a 18th place award, right? Yeah. That's not what it is. It's more so, for example, say like my Lexus, right? I've never cared to do anything to the interior of that car. I don't want diamond stitch, whatever, whatever. I just want perfectly mint OEM interior. And that's my choice. That's what I want. Mm Mm-hmm. So we know that there's guys that are building their cars and maybe they want a stock engine bay because they, they just want it to be clean, you mm-hmm. know? It's spotless. It looks like it just rolled out the factory lot. And, yeah. But they didn't tuck anything. They didn't change any bolts. Nothing's rusted. It's just they wanted it stock. Yeah. That's what they wanted. They wanted it to be OEM. That's what that award's gotcha. for. It's like people like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not that they're out of the talks, so to speak. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but... The point is that we recognize what you wanted in that build and we want to, you know, give you something for it. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Nice, man. I'm glad you brought it back to Weekfest because I want to touch on that. I know that's a really important part of your life. So how did you end up getting involved with a Weekfest tour? So again, um, the purpose originally to go on the Weekfest tour was because, uh, you know, I, I expressed to Ryan that, look, we're not doing car shows anymore and... um you know, me personally, I wasn't doing any more builds. Ryan was doing these builds, but they were so crazy that it was like, he was just building them for himself. You know, like Ryan's basically sitting in his own, in his own, uh, diamond, his own diamond, just, just fucking hitting home runs by himself with nobody paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's how you look at it. So I'm like, that's fine. And I, I appreciate that because I've always said, I'd be a car guy without social media, without shows, without meets, without nothing. Yeah. If it literally was just me, in my garage building a car or having a modded car i would still do it which is why it's so much fun to work on something with my buddy daniel i was telling you because he's mm-hmm. not a part of the car scene at all yeah but he loves cars and he loves working on them and he could care less about sharing it with anyone other than me who's wrenching with him yeah you know what i'm saying and i love that side of it so it's great but then i told ryan as a business we need to have that connection you know we need to get out there and talk to people and hear what they what they want and hear what they are looking for in a product are they happy are they not do they wish they had something else whatever yeah so originally that's how i got why i got on the week fist and thankfully they they you know i i've been friends with those guys for a long time and ken has been you know it's cool to see that he's he has grown that into a point where people might think i don't know who the owner of the show is but all along he's been my friend you know what i'm saying so and i reached uh he i think i reached out to him he reached out to me mutually it was just like you know it's kind of like he was like hey you can come to a couple stops if you want and i expressed to him like look it would benefit us as a company if i could come on tour so if you need the extra help i'd gladly do it yeah and i think that at the time that i came in it was perfect timing um before i came on there was kind of guest judges if you will they pick different people from the community who yeah. can do a good job to judge and then take them out and have them as judges. It's cool. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're from Florida and your, your favorite, you know, GS builder is judging your car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that side of things was always really cool. But at the time that I came in, there was a change. And I think Ken was trying to make a vision change on how things worked. And, and, and we kind of all really clicked. We just meshed really well. And it became a team. And from that point, we actually really started to move as one unit. We all saw eye to eye on things. We all had the same vision. 
and it just grew, man. It like as far as our the relationship and, and, and our team with each other just grew. And from there on, it's just been going and going and going. And now I'm just like I'm fully embedded into it. It's uh it's as much I'm as mu- I'm a part of that as much as I am, say, Rywired. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not just kind of going along for the ride anymore. And again, for someone who's not really trying to build cars anymore and doesn't really want to, uh, like, uh, showing my cars is not a thing for me anymore. I don't care. If I bring my car out to an event, it's more to support the event itself. I don't expect anything in return. Yeah. I don't even know if anyone's paying attention to my cars at all. But... For someone in that situation, it's a great way to be involved in the car community. Yeah, without having a build. Yeah. So it's been good, and we mutually are trying to change the way car shows are seen. It's it's baby steps. It takes a lot, man. Yeah. It really takes a lot to, to make change, to get the community to follow the change to care about the change to see the change whatever it may be but in you know rather than just be a parking lot full of cars there for awards mm-hmm. we're really trying to build that community gathering got you and i tell the same thing that i tell the the guys when when i'm when we're judging is i try to tell people we're, we're all artists if you think about it mm-hmm. that eg both of them were your canvases yeah and as an artist you were able to to completely draw two different types of paintings right Mm -hmm. completely different and all we're doing is showing that art and sharing it with other artists so at the end of the day who cares about the award you know you should care more about the gathering of artists and that just that you guys are all gathering together and being together and to be able to share your work with each other got you you know what i'm saying so we'll see um we're definitely focused on trying to push it to that point, but we'll see how, how it turns out, you know? Yeah, I remember you guys would get a lot of pushback for the uh, speech that, that you guys would do. Yeah. Um, and I always saw, I saw the biggest pushback was in Florida. And mm. when some of the, uh, the Florida quote-unquote elite guys would uh, speak on it, I just saw it as they weren't understanding the message right and um can you touch on that a little bit yeah so it's back to what we've been talking about this whole time they're not in the right mindset for the growth they don't even see what's happening yet and the message is too deep for them to understand they already turned the podcast off right yeah because they're like this guy went too deep i'm not even following him anymore i'm not on the, the same page yeah you're just missing the message you haven't grown enough to get that message yet and so I think that's probably what they're they're not understanding. And Florida, of all places, um, they lack the most growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that, yeah, we see the pushback. We don't see the growth. And at some point, are we going to keep giving? You know, like, it takes a lot for us to go out there and do a show. It's a lot of work off everybody's back. Everyone thinks of it as a as a moneymaker. Yeah. Everyone's too stuck on, oh, this guy's doing this to make money. Just like like I said, this podcast yeah. ain't making no money. Yeah. So anyone who sits here and tries to say, I don't want to listen to Frank's podcast because it's just another way for him to make money. Well, the car show is kind of the same way. Yeah. You know? Oh, that car show is coming to town. I don't want to be on that car show because they're just here to make money. We're not just here to make money because if we were just here to make money, we probably wouldn't have kept going to that stop. Yeah. So... 
the point is we're trying to we're trying to do our part as the old hip-hop guy right we're trying to bring those remember those hip-hop shows that i told you about yeah think of it as we're bringing those old hip-hop shows to the little peeps and the little pumps and all the new guys and we're trying to have you understand that this is the original hip-hop show that we used to enjoy and we're trying to make it something that you should enjoy and that you can learn from and hopefully we're doing our part in the community because we care about the community we want to see it grow yeah so we'll keep trying but we'll see how many people just keep missing the message you know yeah which is a shame because um some of the people with the loudest mouths are the ones that don't really have the impact on the community as much as the guys that are really in there doing it and appreciating the events being in town such as somebody like zool um i don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. zool he's fucking killing it out there he's a great bro. guy dude. He, yeah he's super good dude and just the quality of cars that he builds is just insane you know and th- uh, there's so many great people out in florida that just not i haven't been to the week fest but mm-hmm. just being out there for ibach and just seeing how appreciative these guys are uh my my guy marlon fred you know all these dudes out there driver that they're just so passionate about the community and they get it and they see it that's good to know that they get it oh definitely do but then there's the ones that just have the 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 louder voices that kind of just make it highlight that that they're feeling that whatever they have and somehow that just because they have followers or whatever that there's there it's validated and now they're ruining it for all the other enthusiasts i mean uh, we, we've been 100 percent honest with each other on this whole podcast so i'll continue to be the negative side of me the side that i tell you that i want to outgrow has already said i don't even want to go back to florida yeah you know what i'm saying like straight up like hey if it if, if my vote means anything let's not even go back to florida you know what I mean? I feel you. But then there's that side of me that's like, hey, don't be negative, you know? See what else is left that you can do and still try it. Still go to Florida. Still try to push a difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think as a whole, uh, all the Weekfest guys, we have both sides of us that say that. Nah, I don't even want to go back. And then there's the sides of us that are like, we owe it to the community, not just in Florida, but everywhere to continue to do the full west to east you know tour yeah so we'll see it's definitely hard you know it's hard to just continue pushing when when it feels like everyone's just trying to root against you you know yeah so i don't think that that's that's the case i just think that some people have a bigger microphone than others yeah definitely so this year what does the tour look like what were all the stops and what do you guys still have coming up so we start the tour with Hawaii. Uh, from Hawaii, uh, uh, dude, it's been such a blur. I hope I have this in the <laughs> right order. Hawaii, Japan, Chicago, uh, shoot, NorCal, Seattle, LA, which we just had. Yeah. Uh, East Coast, Jersey, which is this coming weekend. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, and then typically after that, is texas and florida uh-huh and we are not fully committed to either one okay so we're we're doing that conversation now got you yeah. so 
when are you leaving for Jersey? Wednesday. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I always extend that trip because, like I said, I love the East Coast. Yeah. So that trip is a combination of work and pleasure. I use that as like my own personal vacation. Yeah. So that trip I extended a little bit. I did end up going to Weekfest, New Jersey last year because Ibach was the same same weekend. Yes, which was cool because cars could do both. We were able to do both. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, dude, and that was a dope show, man. There was a lot of quality cars there. That's a perfect example, Um, Jersey, or what we like to call Weekfest East, because you know, in the tri-state area, it doesn't matter if you're in Jersey, New York, it's all the same shit. You're gonna go either way um that that stop was a rough stop man really yeah that stop was a definitely a rough stop where um the people were coming but the community vibe wasn't there there was there was like fights at at week fest east before no shit over who won wow physical altercation over someone winning an award versus someone else oh fuck you know what i'm saying and then and that's back to where we're talking about that lame mentality bro yeah. like we're here as a community man you really gonna fight over some shit you know yeah. and uh you know i think that there was a moment when it was like should we even go back to the east and i was like oh we can't not go to that stop man that's my favorite stop <laughs> i live yeah. for that yeah. stop you know what i'm saying so it was like what can we do differently what can, and you know what sucks i wasn't even at the the one that was really bad i was mm. in puerto rico for one of my buddies uh 40th birthdays got you so i missed that one and i was like look i'm not saying that i have anything to do with why it didn't go well but i think that me not being there and as as well as several other things that didn't go as planned uh were not good i, I will for sure be there next year and we'll make sure that the other things they you know a couple other guys had missed i think too like from the staff got you I'm like, we'll make sure we're fully staffed. We're all there. We're fully committed. Everybody's doing what they what they can to make that stop good. And then the next year, we had a great show, and that's the one that you went. Oh, to. okay, got yeah. you. And it, and it was a different vibe. And we had that same conversation. The talk before the show was about community, and I think that we even said something about like you can't be fighting each other over an award, man. We're here to grow this community, mm-hmm. and so we'll see what it looks like this year. See if it uh, continued to grow or if it's going to go back to how it was or if people have just kind of missed the message and they're like, I don't even really want to go back to that show, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good show, man, because a lot of stuff is changing on the East Coast and um, even Age Day isn't in Jersey anymore because, oh, really? yeah, the, the the track that they used to have it at, English Town, is oh, no longer right. around. Yeah. So the closest that they get is... Um, wow. What the fuck is that state called where World Cup is at? Maryland. Oh, okay. I'm going there soon. I don't even know the fucking name. But I'm going to H Day in Maryland um, the middle of September. And that's my yeah. first time I've ever been there. But that's the closest that it's going to get to it's Jersey. Not, it's not not bad either. The DMV area, which is like D.C., Maryland, Virginia, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? All those dudes will travel will travel to 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 new york jersey all that stuff so yeah, yeah but as far as having um a home base to go to like they did have mm-hmm. with h day that's not around no more so rather than people looking at it as being um the the market being saturated they lost a huge event that would happen there two times out of the oh, year I see what you're saying. Yeah. so they're um i'm sure they're gonna show up I a hope lot so. more man 
It's crazy because I know I because I pay attention to the East Coast. I know there's a lot of really nice builds that don't even come to our show. Hmm. So I would love to get those guys out. You know what I mean? But yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes uh, this year. Yeah, the East Coast is dope, bro. Ever since I've been going there, I went to my first H day in 2012. And when I got there, just looking at the cars, there was a huge difference between that and what I was used to here in the West Coast. Yeah. But as uh, social media started to get a lot bigger at that time and uh, everybody just getting ideas from the West Coast guys, East Coast, and everybody mixing between, it's it's the community's really become like a melting pot. And it's there's a lot of quality cars out there, man. It, yeah. insane dude yeah definitely man that's and that's one of the growths that we, we push for so it's great to see that cars progress yeah yeah so how is the um since you've been working with week fest how has your friendship grown with ken oh it's been great great um ken's probably one of the most mis- misunderstood people that i know mm-hmm. um he doesn't talk a lot so when you have two people that don't talk a lot there's a lot that doesn't get said yeah right um, and I've known Ken from the ATS days. And so when he was in ATS and I was in DPK, we were cool. Obviously, we, we were close. And then when the show first started to grow, um, I think that there was a point where Ken wasn't getting the support that he expected. And then as friends, we were kind of like, Ken's outgrown us, right? Mm. Like he's now he's got the show, he doesn't care about his homies, right? And so I think that I fell into that hole for a little bit, too, where we kind of grew apart. and He and I probably didn't see eye to eye. And it's great to have a friend like that where you grow apart and then you come back together. Yeah. So we came back together. And when we came back together, uh, our friendship grew quite a bit. And uh, we started to talk a lot. And we talk about a lot of things. So our friendship has gotten really, really close now. Nice. Which is great. <laughs> and it's, uh, I'm happy that Ken has friends that he can talk to about stuff like that. Because like I said, he's someone that didn't talk a lot. So I could imagine the things that he wasn't talking about before, but we sure talk about a lot now. And, uh, we've gotten really tight because of it. And, uh, so being that close to him, it's, it's good. And, uh, <clears throat> he's definitely someone, yeah, he's the owner, but he doesn't, he doesn't treat it that way. You yeah. know, he looks at it as he's just a member of the team. And where everyone's trying to do their part to to watch it grow, so it's cool. Yeah, that's dope, man. I've always uh, admired him and the work that he's done, and just how he carries himself. You yeah. know, ever since early Weekfest days, mm. where he could have been like more snobby, yeah. he he was just like regular cool ass dude, man. And I always appreciated him. You, you know what it is? I think with him is that he really valued the community even mm. back then. Like again, he didn't talk a lot, so I think that people didn't realize that. But I think that the car community did something for him that he wanted to share with other people, just like the podcast, right? Podcasts did something for me, so I want to share with other people. Yeah. I think that has been Ken's drive the whole time. You know, cars and the events did something for him. Now he wants to share it with other people on a broader scale. And so he really, like, it's crazy how much he cares about the community and, and wants to see it grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely his his drive. That's and, dope, man. Yeah. And we, we need people like that. We need OGs like that in yeah. the community. Because without that, 
you just have a bunch of people complaining until the end happens. Yeah. And then what else are we going to do? We all yeah. going to get regular jobs? <laughs> right. Nah, fuck that. No, nah, he's, he's humble and uh, he definitely treats the show like, uh, you know, a, a creative process. Just like you treat your brand. It's a creative process. You are constantly in your thinking tank trying to figure out of ways to to make things better and, and different and new. Yeah. And he does the same thing, you know? And it's just crazy how much he does that. Yeah, you can tell. It's very apparent from just the the way that the company is marketed, mm -hmm. the, how each st uh, stop is marketed. And mm -hmm. even um, one thing that kind of caught my attention this last, this last tour was that he did the collabo with Spearmint Rhino. Yeah. So what's that all about? Spearmint Rhino actually reached out to, to Weakfest. Sick. Uh, I guess because it's an L.A. event. I'm not really sure. Uh -huh. but, I mean, obviously, as dudes, we're like, oh, shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just from a business standpoint, I think that uh, all of us in that circle, and um, I've talked about this on the podcast, is that we're kind of like creative minds, right? Everyone gets together, and, and you're kind of trying to figure out how to grow each other in different ways. And uh, collaboration is something that uh, I think everyone really appreciates, in the sense of branding whenever two brands come together it's always really cool right yeah especially when those two brands are from two different worlds so for spearmint rhino to reach out it was like hell yeah let's ride with this because yeah. this is a collaboration two completely different worlds and we can make something out of it so they decided to do that spearmint rhino came out and had their little uh booth at the show and they were offering free rise and entry uh for the after party <laughs> if, that, if that's your thing but then Ken and Justin created a pretty cool shirt out of yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that shirt's been selling like crazy. Dude. Is this still yeah. available? Um, I, they haven't gotten it on the site yet, but like they need to because people keep trying to buy it from them. Like there's all these emails. How do I get the Spearman Rhino shirt? No shit. Yeah. Ken, if you got one, let me get a large, bro. Shoot me the <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> I'm but not yeah. allowed to go anymore. Shout yeah, out to Ash. I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> just take her with you. Yeah, right? She's not down, dude. Really? No. Oh, man. Just take her once. Is, is your I'm not saying that it's going to be her favorite thing, but she'll look at it differently. Is your girl down? She went with me before. Dude, we should double then. Let's do it. I'm because down. Ash fucks with her, bro. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. She, yeah, she's always like, oh, Frank's lady's so cool. You know? Like, <laughs> but nah, yeah. I, I remember, uh, I think it, we were already out having drinks, and so she was buzzed. And then someone else was like, let's go to the strip club. And she's not going to be like, no. I'm not going to buzz kill the whole night, you know? But after that trip to the strip club, she just was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was at all. Yeah. I'm like, would you think it was a brothel? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure what she thought it was. But then it was like, all right, I don't I don't give a shit. Anymore. That would be sick, dude. You know what I mean? But you know what it is with Ash is that some dudes at her work put the fucking seed in her head. Like, that the groom, the groom, they went out and the groom ended up fucking one of the strippers. Uh, you did tell her about how everybody, all guys add sauce to their story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he probably didn't but i mean if he did or did not that's a whole different story you know but the point is you have to want that in the first place that's on him yeah yeah if yeah. you want that you don't have to go to a strip club to get you it. could go anywhere right so i'm just like thinking like why are you why are you comparing anything that i would do to this fucking idiot yeah 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 <laughs> like, who said i'm trying to go fuck some random broad when i'm married right dude, yeah every so. time i would go to the strip club dude i go to just fucking trip out you yeah. know yeah you see girls walking around naked or whatever yeah that's cool you know but like the, I can see that on my phone. It's yeah. the same shit. No, the whole experience is just kind of funny. And, and 
I mean, I got friends whose wives hate it. And, and before that time that we went, my wife hated it too. And I'm not saying that every Friday night, I'm like, hey, babe, I'll be at the strip club. See you later, you know? But yeah. if there's a bachelor party or a reason to go in and just, you know, enjoy, she won't knock it. You yeah. Know what I mean, she's just like, whatever. I've been there. I know it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? I think I haven't asked her in a while, but I think after the tat that I'm just, <laughs> I'm pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be we'll, there. We'll watching. set it up, though, for a double just to make it, just to make it a fun experience. We should do a double, anyways. Yeah. Man, yeah. Because when we talked at, um, at ej's wedding when yeah. we were all hanging out dude that was such a good time no man. it was it was you know it and it's time. it's hard to find somebody that that would click with ash yeah because like me and her have very similar um ways of like communicating and the people that we keep around and yeah there's not many females that are like that you know especially if it's your friend's girlfriend or whatever it's not most of the time that that'll be somebody that you'll click with yeah it's still a little difficult so, so my lady is she doesn't have friends mm -hmm. and it's not because she can't make friends it's by choice yeah she just really doesn't fuck with people on that level so for her to say that she likes your lady that's saying a lot right? yeah because she's like no I'd, I'd go hang out with her you know and it's cool because like i said most of her friends are my friends ladies because there's an incentive to be friends with them you know it's my, you know we're, we're uh, now it's a circle right and she gets that but uh, otherwise she's not out trying to make friends very often you know i think she's got a couple of people that she would you know go and hang out with from work probably but for the most part like yeah. she doesn't really care unless it's like i said an incentive like oh it's my good friends lady like okay now they're good friends you know yeah so it's cool that they were able to vibe on that level yeah man we need to definitely set that up for yeah. sure um but before before we forget about it dude i want to touch on the car man because the car is one thing that always brought me brought you to my attention especially okay. probably when i even asked you that time about the hardware i already knew the car i seen it at you mm. know ibach or wherever nwp and that car was along with the other cars that i held high in in my uh in the caliber of builds that i liked so nice. let's let's go over that, that a little bit of course uh the car um so at the time i started building a 95 coupe because i really liked egs but i actually wanted an integra but when i got that car in 03 integras were still kind of pricey mm -hmm. you know i mean technically they're only two years old if you're talking about an 01 yeah you know? So my neighbor had this, this coupe, and it was all riced out, body kit, white interior. Uh, the front body kit was, like, broken in half, and uh, I would always see it sitting there. And I'm like, man, you're not doing that car any justice, bro, driving around with that broken-ass bumper. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I would always mess with him. When you need to sell me that car so I could show it a new life. When you need to sell me that car so I could show it a new life. And then I didn't see the car for, like, months. And I was like, what the fuck? So finally, I saw him outside one day. I was like, hey, bro, what happened to that car? And he was like, oh, it's just sitting at my mom's house. You know, he's like, I don't drive it anymore. I don't need it. So I just left it at my mom's house. And I was like, what's up, dude? I told you I'll buy that car off you, man. And then he was just like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. He's like, I'll sell it to you. Dude, I bought that car sight unseen. Like, I hadn't seen it for a few months. Mm -hmm. By the time I went to go get it, the hood was all, like, crashed. The fucking front bumper was just off with, like, a plastic unpainted oem bumper you know yeah and so then i was just like oh man so then i i got it and i i think at the time i bought that car i still wanted to like shave the moldings and 
and put like a Wings West body kit on it or yeah. something like that. And then I was just like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't really want to put a body kit on it, but I don't know what to do with this car. And shout out to Chewy. Um, Chewy had a, just put a JDM front end on his Integra. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, what kind of Accord headlights are these? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was just like, nah, bro, they're not Accord headlights. <laughs> this is, this is a some uh, Japanese front end. And at the time, Chewy didn't like me. We didn't really get along. We just were new with the same people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like uh, back to, you know, have a reason not to like someone because before you know it, now that person will be your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So fast forward and I had gotten into the car and I was into the whole JDM thing at this point, like fully infused. And uh, I only painted that car green because the car was originally teal. Mm-hmm. And I I knew that I wanted to paint the car a color that if the original paint started to show through, it wouldn't be that bad. Got you. Think of painting a red car yellow. Yeah. I know you've seen it plenty of times where you're like, damn, this car got painted a long time ago. It's yellow and it used to be red. That car in the fucking garage, dude, there's red specks everywhere. Right. And it's yeah. annoying, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to deal with that shit. I'm going to paint this ugly teal car green which if i could have it again today i'd just repaint it the original teal yeah but i was like i'm gonna paint it green the first paint job was at an earl shop one stage paint job mm-hmm. got the car painted uh, i think the jdm headlights and corners and i had some rotas on it dude i didn't know shit then you know i just yeah. knew that the in japan they had different headlights and stuff and i was trying to focus on that kind of stuff and then i would go to like weekly meets and the car took off. Like people would always hit me up about the car. Like, hey man, what green is this? Like, and I was like, dude, I don't want these guys to know. I just picked this color off of the little swatch at the Earl shop. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It was just one of those things. Like I was like, fuck. A lot of people think that I painted that car that color because of uh, Lee Randall's green EG, but mm. I wasn't deep enough into the the forums to know anything about Lee Randall's car. What I knew about Hondas was the street racing stuff. Yeah. You know, my cousins had taken me to the street races and I knew that stuff, but I didn't know anything about these JDM cars. I didn't know anything about the the famous cars on the forums or mm-hmm. like the FF squad guys or like all those dudes that did it before. Uh, my cousins bought their stuff from Shane. Yeah. He didn't even have a shop yet. Oh, they, shit. They would meet. I remember um, we met up with Shane at uh, Battle 2000. Oh, wow. To pick up some car parts, and he was in his black EK. No shit. And I just remembered that name, because Shang just sounded like a unique name to me, right? Mortal Kombat name. Yeah, right. Shout out to Shang. Right? It it sounded like something that got in Mortal Kombat, so I always remember that name. So fast forward all these years, and they would always talk about how this JHP USA, I think it was still called JDM Honda Parts, Mm -hmm. you know, they would talk about how the owner there basically has anything you want. One day, someone said the owner's name, and they said Shang, and I was like, what the fuck? So I called my cousin. I go, hey, what was your homeboy's name you used to buy parts off? They're like, Shang. And I was like, does that guy own JDM Honda parts? And they're like, yeah, that was the website that we used to go to before. I mean, the internet was brand new. You yeah. know, it was just literally people had websites, but you couldn't buy off of them or anything. It was just to list advertisement, list your phone number, your address, and how to yeah, you know, yeah, find yeah. people. And so then, again, I was late to all that. So I only painted that car green because it was on a swatch. And then fast forward, I started slowly getting the eye of how things should look cleaner i mean this was my daily driver i didn't own any other car and uh i knew uh, shit if i knew what i knew know today about cars i would have never even bought this car because the car had been in some accidents and i've been chasing that 
those skeletons in the mm. closet from day one. You know what I mean? So I knew that my paint wasn't nice. It was a one-stage paint job, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to save some money. I'm going to get this car repainted. And I took it uh, to Shine Street was a shop, mm-hmm. and they used to sell JDM parts. They were actually a Japanese importer, but their side business was to sell Japanese parts. And there was this guy, Adam, that worked there. And uh, JP actually wound up working there too. And that's how I really got to know JP. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they painted cars. And I knew that because Adam had this like maroon Lexus GS. And at the time it was kind of like cool. People liked the maroon GS. So then I took my car there and I told the painter, I was like, listen, I, I want the same color. I just want you to turn it into a two-stage paint job. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. I can get something close. And I'm like, that's fine. As long as it's close. So then the color that you see now was from way back then, which was like in 03, I think. And uh, Wow. Yeah. That was a long time ago, dude. The car's been touched up plenty of times. You yeah. Know? And I think I got it fully repainted one more time. But the color is from 03. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I saw the car, it didn't have clear on it yet. It was just the base paint because I wanted to see it that way to know that he for sure was doing a two-stage paint job, gotcha. base and then clear. And I went in and it was like a forest green. And I was like, oh my God, you got the color way wrong, dude. This is way <laughs> too dark, you know? And he was like, no, 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 trust me. The clear's not even on it yet. It's fine. We're sitting in the, in the shop and the, it was nighttime, you know? So he's like, it's dark in here. Trust me. Yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. So car gets done i go and pick it up and man the car looked like shit because it was on donuts like you know just stock bumpers not no lights on it you know i went to go pick it up and i was still kind of scared about that color and then i got out in the sun and i was like holy shit you know i was like yeah. this thing looks great the flake had like a gold in it mm-hmm. when the sun hit it it had like a gold reflection to be honest with you i think if i painted that car any other color i don't know that the car would have gotten noticed as much gotcha and that's why i'm talking about the color because after that and i was on honda tech i people just started hitting me up left and right man the car looks great i like the color what color is it blah blah blah. and they just kept going and going and and i just slowly kept modding and obviously inspiration came from japan you know what i mean and uh i i just have always been someone that was clean and at the time and probably when you asked me about the bolts i was trying to build the honda from the engine bay standpoint like it was a hot rod or low rider yeah you know i was like i want to polish everything which is what dpk was based off of when Mm -hmm. we first started that crew it was it was that i wanted everybody in the crew to have polished parts but then obviously you can't expect everyone to do what you want them to do so anyway um we i was building that car it just slowly you know came together and then when i first realized like hey i might have something going i got an email from a guy named drew and the email said hey is this your car and it was a picture of my car to meet it was actually the j-tuned meet do you mm-hmm. remember like the famous j-tuned meet that everyone has photos of these like there was like a row of itrs and then there was like that orange mugany g was there and it was raining Mm-mm. so if you ever see any of these photos it's like it was raining that day and there was like an itr lineup which i believe was like tony jackson and uh, A- andy from uh, nwp it was like before all that but those dudes all came out together and i was like yeah that's my car why mm-hmm. you know and me being how i am I was yeah like, why the fuck is this dude sending me a picture of my car asking if it was mine like who the fuck are you homie you know yeah. like <laughs> quick yeah and then he replies and he's like 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm contacting you from Honda Tuning. Oh, shit. He's like, uh, we're interested in your car. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? Now, mind you, at the time, I had a B16 in the car. Uh-huh. Because in Japan, EGs came with B16. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I just want the original engine that came in this car from Japan. So I put a B16 in it. And he hits me up, and he's like, we're interested in your car, but we need to make sure that it has what it needs to be in a magazine. You know, and I sent him detailed photos and they were like, ah, it's a little rough in certain spots. Like, are you planning to do anything else with the car? And I'm like, well, I'm, I just got it out the paint shop. I just got the swap done. I, I do plan to do more stuff, but it's going to take some time. You know, like at the time, I think, I don't even know if I worked full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, cause it was still my daily driver. So I didn't work full time and I was still trying to go to college and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, as money comes in, I'll, I'll do some more stuff to it and I'll get back with you guys and we'll see how it looks, you know? And, and I was already in the mindset of, I want to work to build this car, Yeah, you know? So then a couple months went by and I sent him some photos and he's like, wow, that, that looks great. Well, we'll definitely shoot it now. You've already done the stuff we want you to do. Nice. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, and in that time, I was in the process of a uh, editor change. So the editor that was in control when they were interested in my car was no longer the editor once my car was ready. So it created this delay. Mm -hmm. I finally reached out to him. I was like, hey, do you guys still want to shoot my car? In the process, I'm, you know, still building my car because I'm like, whatever, I'm building my car for me or I'm not. And uh, they finally came out and shot it. They sent a photographer out. I remember feeling like the shoot wasn't as cool as i expected you know i felt like it was all kind of just like uh we decided to shoot it because you kept bugging got you you know and so anyway the the editor changed and it came out in honda tuning that way and it for me it was like wow you know like i never even thought of having my car in a magazine that was never even a reason to build my car you know like not at all so once it came out in honda tuning that's when it started you know turning the wheels like okay well shoot, maybe I should try to do some more to this car and take it to car shows or, or, you know, whatever. So it actually started with Eibach meat. Nice. I think I took my car, I think it was the second Eibach meat. Shit. And I I took my car there and all of a sudden, all these photos started popping up online of my car. And I was like... Do you remember what year this is? I can't remember what the second year is. You know how many years they are in right now? I I think it's... 15, 16, something like that. Wasn't the last one 15 or something? I believe so. I always lose count. I can't do math. But so if it was, like I said, it was their second one. Okay. So however many years they've been around, I can't remember if it's 15 or 16. I always forget. If it's 16, then it was 15 years ago. Gotcha. So um, I took my car there, photos popped up. And at this time I was just like, wow. And it's funny because all the guys I was hanging out with at the time, we all went to Eibach together. And from that, we created a crew. And it was like, fuck it, we're going to have a crew. We're going to do all these car meets and car stuff together. And that was DPK? No, it wasn't DPK yet. It was a crew called Palindrome. Okay. And I named it Palindrome because the word, a palindrome is a word that's the same forward and backward. Yeah. Civic is a palindrome. Race car is a palindrome. So I was just like tripping out one day and I decided that. That's cool. Everybody else didn't knock it. They're like, the name sounds kind of dumb, but fuck it. It's got a point. Let's just do it, right? So we did that. Um, and then we just kept doing car stuff. We started doing car shows. I remember at the time I started doing car shows, AM7 was like the shit, right? And that's when I first met Mike G. Mm-hmm. 
Mike G was a cool dude. I remember for me, Mike G was like one of the top EG guys, you know, and he yeah. was still cool as hell. He said, what's up to me? We talked. We became really good friends. Um, so I just kept pushing. At that point, I was fully invested in this community. I'm going to keep doing this, you know. And I now was like on the internet thing. NWP started the the forum. Yeah. And when that forum started, it kind of got a little bit tighter, a little bit closer. Yeah. And then I was really invested in it because I was like, now I know all these dudes. We talk all the time on the forums. We see each other at meets. We go to do random drives to go eat pizza. You know, like it was cool. I was like, this is my life now. Yeah. You know, and uh, I just kept going. Um, then I decided I want to do a K-series on that car. And the reason why is I've never been one for built engines. So it was either I was going to swap to an ITR, a B18C with ITBs mm -hmm. or I was going to go K. Now I'm by no means uh, one of the guys that like created the K swap. Right. But I definitely did a K at a time that it wasn't that easy. Yeah. It was very early on, dude. I mm -hmm. remember that. My debut of the K swap, I think was in 05. Uh -huh. And I had been trying to build that car for almost three years. Wow. So I think right when all this stuff happened, I, I want to say it was in 03 that all this stuff happened. As soon as I got the magazine, as soon as like, you know, all this stuff happening, I was like, fuck it, I need to go big. Mm -hmm. And that's when I tore the car down. And because again, I wasn't working full time. I think I had just started a full time job. My focus was different. Um, and I knew I didn't just want to put a K in the car. I wanted to do like a full swap and make it crazy. So at the time, the only people that were around for K swaps was, um, Shit, I'm, in, I'm getting lost here. Carceps? Uh, Carceps. Mm -hmm. Carceps did the, the, the shifter plate. You still had to cut out the tunnel. Hasport had mounts are, are already. Um, I think they were like on K-Pro version one. Uh -huh. um, Ryan was barely starting to make harnesses, I think, because I didn't even have a harness, a, a harness solution when I first decided to go K. Mm-hmm. I didn't worry about the wiring because I was like, I'll figure that out later. I got to buy so much other shit. It doesn't matter at this point, right? But there was no K-Tune. There was no hybrid racing. There wasn't any of this stuff, you know? And so that was one thing that kind of always bothered me about the car is as time went on, I was like, it's so outdated. I need to change some stuff on it, you know? Yeah. But once I came out with that K, Ks were so fresh that it, it was like a big deal, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it still was new. That people were like, oh shit, look, this car is a K-Swap, you know? And for a while, the car drove like shit, you know? It just, like, kind of sputtered everywhere. I'm like, this shit don't even feel fast. Why'd I do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, shout out to BZ. He actually wound up tuning that car eventually, uh -huh. you know, years later after I got all my shit together. And the car drove like a stock car, dude. Turned right on, and it was fucking fast. Yeah. You know, but like anything, you get used to the speed. And so, um, I was kind of like, uh, I want to do a K24. You know, that's where I was at towards the end but yeah man i mean that's that's really the story of the car I just kept building it how i wanted and then you know in that that time frame that i talked to you about with the whole bolts i was stuck on wanting it to be you know the show stopper in a sense where it was like you open that hood and you're like holy shit you know yeah and i wanted um i wanted to be different yeah you know but i lost that I, that was the first thing i lost was that i was like i don't care to be different anymore i don't care to be all blingy I want things to be very timeless. Yeah. 
you know, and I was trying to revert that car back. But once you shave the engine bay like that, it's it's hard to get it back to what it was, you know. So I was kind of lost at that point. Yeah. So what's the status of the car now? Hmm. I'll say this for the first time to the public. Oh, here shit. On your podcast. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, I actually sold the car a little over a year ago. No shit. Yeah. The car is still in my possession right now. But if everything goes as planned, next week on Tuesday, <laughs> that car is getting driven to the port of Long Beach. Oh, shit. And it's going to go to Japan. Hell yeah, bro. And so I sold that car to Yasu. So, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Shout out to Yasu. Yeah. And uh, Yasu, whether he understands it or not is making a dream come true yeah because i really got to the point where i didn't care about that car anymore i didn't like it at all it was like i don't care uh you know for me i really wanted to see it to go to japan because i was like dude if i could take my car to japan that's like my car is with all the japanese cars that i looked up to could you imagine driving your own car in japan you know like i was just like dude i really want to get this car to japan somehow and before that was able to happen, I lost so much interest in the car, I started tearing it apart. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that went was the K-Series. And the reason why that went was because I wanted a K24. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know if you remember, I had started building an ITR. <clears throat> a lot of people, I don't think, remember that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I started building an ITR. And so the coupe was like definitely out of my mind already yeah and i started building this itr and i really wanted to build like my dream itr and the thing was that's when i realized i had lost connection with the community i was like you know what i'm just not feeling it no more yeah feels like i'm i'm in a you know what it felt like was i was the old basketball player still trying to play basketball with all the younger guys yeah you know what i'm saying so i was just like i don't like dealing with the community to buy parts um I'm not able to get specific things that I wanted. This was during the Mugen hype. Got you. Right when Mugen blew up and everything was selling for way more money than it should have been selling for. I was mm-hmm. just like, and you know, and you had people who were starting to collect parts just to be cool. They didn't even own the car they were collecting the parts for. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, you know what? This is not for me. I'm done. So I sold that shell for pretty much what I had into it. Um, I think I broke even. Um, I sold that and then like the parts that I had gotten for it. And I didn't, you know, I started selling parts off the coupe and I decided to go buy my M3 because to me, the M3 was a car that I've always dreamed of owning and I didn't care if it was any different from any other car. And you could still buy brand new parts for that M3 off of a website. You don't have to worry about paying hiked prices. You just buy all the parts brand new. So Yasu kept asking me what's going on with this car. And I tell him, like, I don't really give a shit about it. And he kept telling me, like... From a Japanese standpoint, this car represents Southern California, man. He's like, you can't just give up on the car. And I was like, I honestly don't give a shit about it, you know. Uh, I've had my time with it. It's still not perfect. Uh, When my wife was pregnant, I actually put a bunch more money into that car, trying to get it like where I wanted it to sit forever. Mm -hmm. And I still wasn't happy with it. Um, So I was just kind of over it. It just seemed like a circle of wasted money. Yeah. And so uh, he said, would you sell it? And I was like... Yeah, I would sell it. Now, mind you, he had already bought Mikey's car and taken it to Japan. So I was like, I would sell it if you did the justice like you did Mikey's car, where you are going to take it over there. You're going to take care of it. You're going to take it to shows. I definitely would. And he goes, I'll buy it. 
And I was like, seriously? He goes, yeah, I'll buy it. He's like, there's a specific point in your build that I really like, and I want it to look that way. Sick. He's like, the only thing I'll probably do different is I'm going to put one of my lips on it. Yeah. Because you know, they ma- manufacture their own lip, and they think they're in the works or have been in the works of manufacturing their own hood. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm pretty much going to, whatever EG parts we make, I'm going to put on that car. But otherwise, it's going to look exactly how you had it. And then I was like, if, if you're serious, I would love that. That's a dream come true, you know? So he bought the car. And like I said, I think it was almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason why I was selling that car is because I wanted my M3 to go in my garage. And, and that car has been sitting in my garage ever since. Yeah. And so I finally took off the last of what I was keeping off of the car this last weekend. Damn. And it's Talk like, about timing. Yeah, man. And it's uh, it, it's so it's ready to go now. And Yasu's already got the same spec TEs that I had on it. He's already got that set aside. <sighs> he's already got um, the K series ready to go into it. Yeah. Um, he's he liked the whole black chrome era, so yeah. he's gonna black chrome everything in the engine bay. And uh, it's pretty much gonna. If you remember, Joey shot the car for a UK mag. Hmm. It's pretty much gonna look how it did at that point in time, uh, but just with the exceed parts on it got you and so i'm pretty excited because the goal is that he'll have it ready for week fest japan and i'm gonna drive it to the show wow yeah. dude so. that's fucking rad bro so cool. shout out to yasu man this is yasu from exceed japan yeah. if you guys aren't following him you're fucking up <laughs> yeah Yasu's the man so he's he's making dreams come true and to be honest with you i haven't really told anybody about it for one just because i didn't want to deal with the flack for two, I kind of wanted it to be a surprise because I felt like the day that people saw it there that maybe they'd see it as it, it's doing its justice, yeah. you know? And it's exciting because all the things that needed to be updated on the car are going to be updated, you know? We've talked about it over and over, the things I would do differently, the parts I would have used if, if I was going to redo the car, if I still had it and was still working on it. So uh, the final look of the car, I'm assuming it will be exactly how I wanted it. Good for you, dude. And he uh, he owns a body shop, so he's going to... He gets down, bro. Yeah, so he's going to paint it the same green, but he's going to fix all the... Any complaint I had, I told him about, man. I was like, I don't like this about the car. I don't like this about the car. Yeah. He's going to fix it all. Wow. So it's going to be pretty cool. That's going to be a great trip to Japan, bro. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see it out there, dude. Yeah, me too, man. Um, mm-hmm. I remember last year, I went to uh, Osaka, me, Ryan, and Big Ryan... Mm-hmm. and yasu he drove us down and we stayed at his pad and then we went to shine and that's where we saw mikey's integra oh yeah yeah. it's just dope man it's just a good feeling bro because it is right mikey's mikey's integra represents a lot to me mm-hmm. about like my personal growth in the community because when i got in it mikey was like one of the top dogs yeah in the community and that integra is one of the cars that's just like um a highlight of that time yeah that that his car definitely changed a lot and i think in the moment we didn't realize what was going on definitely not didn't realize what what he was doing and and what was changing and to be honest with you me knowing mikey and being that close with him sometimes i sit back and i'm like damn dog you changed you changed this shit up bro you didn't even realize what you were doing you know what i mean or maybe he did maybe the whole time he was I mean, I, I genuinely think he was doing it for himself. Yeah. And so that's why I say that. But maybe he was just like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to change the game. You know? Not only with that, I've, I've been on record saying that him and the Phase 2 guys were very um, influential. And I think even the cause of the popularity of Offset 
oh yeah absolutely absolutely and which is crazy bro because you can actually pinpoint it to a small very small group of guys in cars Mm -hmm. but them being influential and when i'm saying influential you're talking about viral on forums yeah we're talking about viral in the world in a time when it wasn't easy to go viral yeah dude mikey was he was very mm. popular back then yeah and, and, and shout out to arnell too because he was definitely hell one of yeah the main, dude. main reasons i think that it was his ocd that even pushed it that far yeah but him and mikey were so tied at the time that it was like we're doing this as a team you know yeah but i mean uh arnell's ability to set cars up that way was just fucking wild and and mikey's mikey's craziness to go no fuck that i want more yeah was wild i mean there's a point when both of them went a little too far yeah and i think that you know through conversation i was like bro i need you to just bring scale that back just a little bit you know what i mean and 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 if you saw mikey's final product that integra that was a uh that was a uh i think a combined effort of like this is the the happy medium where you're definitely pushing the offset but it looks great and you can rock it like that for forever you, you mean know? like the stage that it's kind of at in japan now well the wheels that are on the car currently weren't mikey's wheels so yeah. i would say that the fitment is probably just as good but if you remember there was a at Weakfest Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Mike, I think Mikey unveiled it at Weakfest Long Beach, the final product with his uh, red ruckus right next to it. Yeah, that's when you brought the EK out, the white EK. Uh huh. No, no, sorry, white Integra. Yes, yes, yes. Where I had the yeah, the white Integra. I think you had an EK at your booth with the Integra. Yes, a white EK. You're yeah, right with the teal stuff that. in it. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I I revealed the, the white Integra. The white Integra. Yeah. Okay, so you had those that same year. Um, that was like his finished I remember product. that. And I remember the one thing I kept bugging Mikey about is I kept calling him and going, Mikey, do me a favor. And he's like, what? I'm like, you can do whatever fucking offset you want. Just make it squared. Yeah. And he was like, what? I'm like, don't make your rear, rear wheels wider than your front. It's a front wheel drive car. Just make that shit match. And he was like, all right. So he, you know, got with, I believe those were CCWs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he got with Arnell. They figured out fitment and they made the car sit so good that it almost didn't look aggressive, but those wheels were fucking aggressive as shit. But it was squared and the 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 way that the camber was with the body, I mean, it's perfect. And to be honest with you, I say that wheel fitment and ride height make or break a car. Yeah. And those guys are the ones that made it that important. So anybody in this Honda scene that tries to say that they did it first or they they did it better or discredit those guys, I'm not saying it because I know them. Because when they first started doing this offset thing, I hated it. And yeah. I wasn't even that close with them yet. But I definitely know that it's they're the reason for that with the Hondas. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember there was guys at the time trying to go crazier than them. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, maybe your offset's... 10 to 20 degrees more negative or your wheels half an inch wider but it looks like shit so yeah. let's not give you all the credit in the world we're talking about who's doing it the best with it looking the best you know yeah so those guys uh they definitely do a good job man and and i had no idea what an impact they were gonna make me neither bro it was just like something of the times but i think that um back in those times i really didn't realize how to identify times that were important as they were happening right and i'm still having problems with that today you know but i try as much as i can yeah i'm the same way man i get that for sure yeah just like you have to sometimes just look back and go shit this is a what's happening right now is creating history yeah definitely 
But I've even thrown around the idea of, of redoing Arnell's car too, man. Just yeah. when it was in like the rainbow engine bay state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it's to say that that car is iconic is still not doing it enough justice. Yeah, it's crazy when you get certain cars in the scene that you can pay homage to. And his car is definitely one of them, man. Yeah. That's one of them. Uh, Lee Randall's Green EG, like I explained earlier, was another one. Um, E-Dick wind up redoing that, like mm-hmm. building a car to pay homage to that car. Oh, really? Which is that Green EG that you probably saw floating around, and then Kenny owns it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that car essentially is paying homage to uh, Lee Randall's old EG. Yeah. But there's there's cars like that that they're just stuck in time, you know? And it's yeah, cool. it's dope, man. That's, that's the dope thing about this community, dude, is yeah. that... There's so much history in it, and us being from SoCal, we kind of see this everything blossom mm-hmm. from the uh, from ground zero, you know, right. and just seeing the influence that it has, shit, over ten years later. Yeah, it's wild. A lot of the reason why these guys are doing these new Civics and stuff, bagged in with uh, offset wheels and all, mm-hmm. it's because of the the foundation that was laid. Right. Shoot at, at Nisei 2009, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10 it's, years ago, dude. It's wild to think that uh, if you asked me, even at that point when my car was in Honda Tuning, if I'd still be doing car stuff, you know, at this level, I'd probably would have told you no. Yeah. I never had any idea that I'd be working for a company that makes stuff for the cars i'd be traveling with the show that that goes out to, to put on these events you know i i didn't think i'd be doing any of this stuff yeah you know so it's cool I, I love it you know i definitely love it i just wish that i could see the community grow in the sense that more people were just doing what they love for the fact that they love it yeah and not notoriety you know and it's hard too because you know i know when i wanted that kind of attention and notoriety that came from insecurities in myself that i mm-hmm. wasn't receiving you know and just getting a little bit of it i would want more it's and like more. a drug it definitely is doing especially when you've never had that before mm-hmm. it like it does something to you so all these guys like i understand why they feel how they feel and do the things that they do and um the most i can do is try to give them the my point of view from things and hopefully that they they figure it out in the end i definitely understand it i just hope that uh you know those of us that are still involved and have been around since before can um can steer the community in a way to really understand you know that that's not only what it's about i get it like you say you have the unpopular kid who later on builds a car that people like and he's got followers and likes this is the most popular he's been his whole life yep How's he not going to care about that? He's obviously going to love the attention. And he's going to feed off of it. And it's going to be like drugs. You yeah. Know? And I get that. I'm not saying you're stupid for being there. I'm saying be smart enough to understand that it's worth more than just that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and hopefully that's the case. Me, I mean, I'm not the most popular guy on IG. I don't post it, my car from every single angle possible once a day. You yeah. know, I, I really treat my IG like it, I'm just the the average person who's sharing life experiences and my family and things like that. And uh, it, I just don't understand the guys that literally post all their car stuff and just their car stuff on Instagram. Like it, it's not something I would do. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm just saying I never took that approach. So for me, it's like, wow, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you, dude. And I'm glad that you have that outlook on things where you haven't just shut everything off. You're trying to figure out which ways 
that we can all maneuver to make this whole ship keep sailing right. for all of us. Yeah. Um, and then I'm super excited for your podcast to come out, dude. Thanks, I'm, man. I'm, I'm excited about the growth of it and I'm going to do as much as I, I can possible to, to make things easier on you and, and, I appreciate and, and that, to man. keep it growing, bro. But, yeah. um, maybe even with the growth of things, uh, week could add something for podcasters. Yeah. Maybe it could be on the opposite end of the DJ. Cause I'm, I'm really thinking about next year getting a whole canopy set up made for the podcast itself and go to shows and just podcast from the shows that would be great we uh we did that once actually when john had his original podcast mm -hmm. uh it was spoke on i think because we weren't working so he had uh you know his booth set up and and it was just like this a table with mics and and it was like a live podcast the entire show yeah and it was cool that was the first time i was actually on a podcast nice and i was like man this is this is great you know so uh, i think i uh, uh, previously on one of the other podcasts heard you mention you want to do that i think it's yeah. a great idea man thank you it, you know as long as the mics cannot pick up all the shit going on, and, on but i think it's definitely something worth doing and, and the, the amount of people that you can sit down and talk with would be great you know? yeah just make it scheduled out every you know half hour you have a talk with this person or whatever right but even if it's me and alex we go to a show and we could just bullshit for a few hours right you know as we're observing what's going on exactly and, and that's again changing the experience which is what we're after you know we want to change the car show experience it'd be cool too to have your mics on like a speaker so that the people there can oh, hear shit. you what you're talking about too you know what i mean yeah so it'd, it'd be cool man something to, to let marinate dude we'll yeah see definitely. where it goes yeah, but like something. i said this weekend we're gonna be at a uh, grid life in atlanta and um this is actually a trip for pleasure it was for business but ibach isn't going to be doing that leg with them anymore oh, that's right so um i'm just going to be going out there me and my cousin and just experiencing the city and i'm trying to get a lot of pods nice there. i can say you'll enjoy it man definitely. yeah i'm super excited but um before we get out of here bro where can everybody find you at so my personal instagram which i said is not so entertaining <laughs> dpk underscore david um and the podcast instagram which is brand new only one post is at the open perspective and uh you can find us uh at the moment on um soundcloud but it should be on apple hopefully this week and yeah and then we're going to talk about putting it on uh yeah i'll show uh, you how to do that right now yeah so yeah it'll be out there sick dude david this conversation was sick bro thanks for I, having me man of I appreciate course it. man i appreciate you coming down especially on a sunday dude oh definitely i know that you could be with the family right now and i'm i appreciate you spending this time with me likewise man dope man so once again guys this is downtime with downstar dpk david make sure you guys check out his podcast make sure you follow him below and um if you enjoy this content just tell a friend man at downtime with downstar at Frank underscore Downstar and um, episode 93. We out. Peace.